the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want it all. Said I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. I'm coming to get it. Don't care what you heard. Don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all. All right, all right. Welcome, welcome to this special edition of the Taz Show. It's a post-WrestleMania 35 edition, except, as usual, uh, there's no post because this show's still going on, meaning WrestleMania. But hello, I'm Taz, and uh, we're coming to you live right now from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way, providing a seamless mortgage experience. So if you want to call the show here and talk about WrestleMania, what you saw so far, what you're watching right now, uh, call 855-212-4227. That's an 855-212-4227. There you have it. So um, right now, we got Triple H and we got Batista. Basically, both managers, they just destroyed an announce table, and they're both just sprawled out uh, right there and in, uh, in, in, in the uh, <laughs> just laid out on the floor with a big spear by Triple H. So this is a false kind of anywhere match these guys are doing, and it's just uh, they did something really crazy before where Triple H took a needle nose pliers and pulled a piercing out of the nose of um, Batista, which was that looked like it hurt. So <laughs> this has been physical, and there's a stipulation on this match, as most of you guys know, where Triple H, if he loses, he's done. He cannot wrestle anymore, even though he's the boss. So that's kind of weird, right? Even though he's, you know, he's in charge. So uh, it's been a, um, an interesting WrestleMania thus far, and we're still on the cusp of waiting to see the main event uh, with the three great ladies that'll be in that thing, and Ronda Rousey is the uh, Raw Women's Champion Smack that woman's champion, Charlotte Flair. And then, uh, of course, we have Becky Lynch, the man. So that's still yet to happen. We've had a lot of uh, interesting interesting stuff happen, especially the way they started the show off was very interesting, which I did not expect. Um, you know, well, it was Alexa Bliss, as you guys know. She's, she was the host of the event, so she started it off. And then they shocked everybody with a Hulk Hogan music and entrance, and Hulk came to the stage. And they had fun, Hulk and Bliss did, and stuff. People were loving it in, in um, MetLife Stadium there in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And next thing you know, uh, Paul Heyman comes storming down, Brock Lesnar's advocate, and gets the ring and says, you know what, if we're not going to be last, then we're gonna, we'll do this first, and then we're going to get on a jet, fly to Vegas, and where my, my uh, client will be treated ultimately, and I'm paraphrasing greatly. So basically alluding to the fact that the hell with this, we're going to UFC type thing. So... Uh, and then <laughs> they did the match. They did the Universal Championship match with Rollins. And if you didn't see it, Rollins uh, Rollins was the victor. So everybody who's been screaming and crying for Brock Lesnar to lose that Universal title, well, he did. Um, it was shocking that it was that it was first. Really shocking. Seriously. Uh, and then there's so much other stuff to get into. Another championship turned hands, uh, changed hands, I should say. In the WWE title, I'll get into that in a minute, but we're watching right now, I'm watching right now, Triple H now has uh, got himself his sledgehammer, and Batista's in the ring, uh, selling and hurting, and Triple H is staring at the tre- uh, sledgehammer right now. I know a lot of you guys are calling the show, I'll get to you guys here in a second, but uh, I want to just see what happens here. So, uh, yeah, it looks like they're, they're going for a couple of things in the ring here where they almost just had a big false finish, a big victory for Batista. It didn't happen when Triple H got in the ring with the sledgehammer, but he got speared, so... You know, um, 
interesting to see what happens here with this thing. I mean, I, I would think that maybe they have Batista win, but I, probably not going to happen. Just so, you know, Triple H could be done, but I really don't think that's going to happen. I mean, Triple H has a habit of making himself win. It's kind of weird. He's the boss, so he kind of could make the rules. So it's like, all right, well, I'm the boss, and I'm going to win. Uh, that's really that simple. Yes. That's how that goes. So it's kind of. It's kind of unique. Uh, I know the phone calls are just flying through, so I, I think I need to jump into that uh, real quick. Let's go out to Buffalo and talk to Dave. Uh, Dave, you're on uh, You're on with Taz right here. What's going on, bro? Hey, Taz. Love the show, man. Uh, Thanks, bro. I listen to you in the morning a lot. Um, Thank you. Yeah, man. I want to jump in and talk about the Lesnar-Rollins match. Um, you know, I, I think Brock Lesnar, you know, I think all the things that Rollins was kind of saying that I know they're trying to incorporate into the storyline, I think it was important for – that to kind of play out the way it did and, and for Rollins to win that match because Brock, let's let's be honest, Brock Lesnar is an amazing athlete. I mean, he's right. you know, unbelievable athlete. Agreed. Amateur wrestling, played a little in the NFL, probably could have stayed in the NFL if he really wanted to. Um, UFC heavyweight champion. Um, but you know what? He's not, as you know, and, and I, I've been around professional wrestling enough to, as a fan and I read all the websites. You know, There's guys who want to be in it and then there's guys like Lesnar who you know, they're there for the money. Lesnar's a phenomenal athlete, but go back to UFC, and to me, Rollins, is, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes because this is his shot, right. and I, I'm going to see where Kofi Kingston, too. You know, these yep. are two guys that I kind of like it because WrestleMania for years has always been about the part-timers. Right. This year, it's about the guys who are the full-timers. I agree with that part, but the one part, Dave, I want to say to you real quick here, dude, I don't agree with what you just said about Brock. I know that's the, that's the misconception a lot of folks have of him. That And I talk about this a lot on my podcast, the Taz Show, where people feel like he don't care about the business, Brock, and he's lazy, and he's this. No, he's not, sir. I can promise you. I know Brock. I trained with Brock. I traveled with Brock. I consider Brock a friend. I'm just telling you, as he got older, he got himself a, a, good, a good contract where he has what they call a days clause. Well, he, he's only obligated to work a certain amount of days, so that keeps him, Dave, keeps his body healthy to keep working. You can't blame him if Vince McMahon wants to keep that championship on him. That's not Brock's fault. You can't blame Brock if he's smart enough as he gets older. Dave, wouldn't you want to work less and make more? Don't we all want to do that? <laughs> yeah, oh, no, there's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I, I definitely agree with you there. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt McMahon's calling the shots. But uh, I think, you know, overall for business, I mean, I think it's It's the right thing me. that gets Seth happened. I No, I, I'm not arguing with that, with that, Dave. And I appreciate you calling. No, I totally agree with that. Um, but I'm just saying, I know there a lot of folks feel like, you know, you know, like Brock is not trying to, like, like, like he's lazy. Like he's just trying to rip off the company or he's just trying to screw over the fans. And that's not the deal. It's, this is business, guys. And, I mean, maybe because I'm friends with Brock and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak highly of him because I know him. And I've spent time with him, so and I know his passion. I know his work ethic. You don't do the things he's done in his athletic career at the University of Minnesota uh, as a wrestler, as 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 a as a, a mixed martial artist, as a professional wrestler, uh, walking onto the Minnesota Vikings and and damn near making the team. And when he hadn't played football since high school, you don't do that uh, without having an amazing work ethic, not just talent. Right now, just on this match here, uh, they're still going Batista and Triple H. Steel steps in the ring. And Dave Batista is just wearing out Triple H in the corner right now. And it looks like Batista might end up on that steel step with a power bomb. That's what it looks like might happen, which will hurt. Um, and, oh, yes. Oh, geez, I got to tell you. I got to give Batista a lot of credit. He's taken a lot of heavy, stiff bumps in this match. And the guy hasn't been in the ring in a very long time. 
And he just got pedigree, and I think he just did what we call the job. That's a one, two, three. Thanks for coming. Oh, they got me. Whoa. I was wrong. Whoa. Whoa. Kick out, false finish. They got me. All right. <laughs> Hook me like a mock. Uh, yes. You are a mock. That's what happens sometimes. Yeah, I thought that was the finish. That was pretty cool. Because it was a big power bomb on the steel steps. And then they, uh, Triple H hit the pedigree and Batista kicked out. Wow. Well done by two uh, successful veterans. Very good stuff. Um, you know, the thing is, what I was saying about Batista, for him to go in the ring and do what he does, was doing what he's doing right now, at his age, and he's been living the Hollywood life and just not in the ring. I mean, he, he's in good shape. He's got a lot of muscle on him. You know, he's got no fat on him. But it's different when you're not in the ring being in ring shape. Same thing with Triple H. I mean, it, it's tough. Your cardio is just not the same. You could get on a pre-core. You can get on a treadmill. Uh, you know, when I say pre-core, I mean an elliptical machine. You could do all that you want. You can go out and run and run and run. It's like a boxer. Okay, boxers get in shape by doing rounds in the gym. That's how you get in shape. Wrestlers get in shape by wrestling. So uh, that's what happens. Uh, that's how that goes. Uh, let's go out to uh, Ottawa, Canada and talk to Ryan. Ryan, you're on with Taz, a special edition of the Taz Show. What's going on, buddy? How's it going, brother? What's up, man? Talk to me. Uh, I was just wondering what your thoughts were on Samojo and Ray. Quick. Um, I, it was quick. That's my... pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, very and... quick. And uh, I'm just wondering if maybe it had something to do. I know Ray was nursing that ankle injury. They were talking about it a lot. Yep. And I'm just wondering if maybe that was why it ended so quickly is he really actually wasn't ready to go. Yeah, I, I think it's a combination, Ryan, of the ankle injury. And I appreciate your call, my friend. I do think that was a big chunk of it because, you know, Ray's not a young kid and you don't want to keep going with that thing because you could tear something bad in it. And I also think that, they needed some time budgeted for the match we're watching right now, Triple H and Batista. I think a lot of time is being put into that. I also think they're probably going to budget a lot of that time to go into the main event, ladies, the girls' match, women's match. So I think they felt like, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Mysterio himself said, let's just cut this thing short. I'm losing the match. I know I'm losing the match. I'm not going to become the United States champion. Uh, no reason for us to overstay our welcome in here. Oh, by the way, let me just get back to this match. So Rick Flash showed up, the Nature Boy, and he uh, he's helping out Triple H and handed him a sledgehammer. So it's great to see the Nature looking. He looks good, man. Nature just guy's a machine. Um, I'll get back to the Samoa Joe conversation in a second about Rey Mysterio. And now you got Rick Flash screaming at Batista. Batista's shocked. He's ringside. Nice little uh, appearance here by Rick. Because remember the whole Evolution gimmick for those that remember when Rick was in charge of that. And now, <laughs> man, they got two sledgehammers and. Triple H just drilled uh, Batista with a sledgehammer. Now here comes the finish. There goes the pedigree. Thanks for coming. Now there's no, not going to be no kick out. Uh-huh. You're not getting me this time. No way. Nope. That's it. So that's how uh, it happens. So Ric Flair uh, basically comes out and causes a major distraction. So it looks like, uh, well, Triple H will keep on rolling. There was no kick out here, right? Because I don't have sound to this match. So if there was a kick out, I apologize. I think the match is over. Yeah, because I can't play the sound because I'm on the radio, but I, you know, I am watching the match. So, But, yeah, it looks like the match is over. I think so. Unless there was a late kick out. I didn't see a kick out. Just letting you know that. But, uh, again, with no sound. Let me just watch again. They're showing a replay. It was a really cool spot because Triple H, would have, he jumps off the step, like almost like a Superman punch, and came down on the top of the skull of Batista's head. And then he hit the pedigree with the sledgehammer. Then he hit the pedigree. Um, Batista too, took a great bump on that pedigree, and uh, and that's all she wrote. Yeah, that was it. Okay, good. There was no kick out, so I just wanted to make sure. Because, again, when you're not hearing it, 
So, and I didn't see Flair get in the ring, so I thought maybe it kept going. So that's what happens. But yeah, so there you go. I mean, uh, Triple H booked himself to win. Uh, interesting. Yes. Uh, shocking. <laughs> Let's go out to California. Talk to Cali Rob. Cali Rob, uh, you're on a special edition of the Taz Show with Taz. What's up, bro? Taz, oh, long time no talk. What's up, Haas? Talk to me. Hey. Uh, I just wanted to see, uh, from a production standpoint, did you feel like this WrestleMania was a little underwhelming, a little, like, not so grand as mm. they've been in the past? Well, I think... It's kind of straightforward City Jones. I hear what you're saying. Well, I think the deal where you might feel at is at the top, the very tippy top when they played the pyro. I don't think it was fully dark out, so you really couldn't see the pyro. And, dude, this, I'm not making excuses for them, but that that stadium is gigantic. You know, there's 80,000 oh, people. I know, yeah, yeah. I, I also think that it's like it's tough to to do pyro when there's no roof on the building, even if it is dark out, and because it, it doesn't sound the same, because the sound it doesn't stay in, like in an arena. You could hear it; it concusses in the arena. But when you do it in an open stadium, it just it, it, the sound goes through into the air, so it's not as loud. Um, production wise, I mean, they they, they got that cool um, uh, little uh, gimmick that floats over, like the. Uh, I don't know what you call it. It's like a graphic where it looks like the guys are floating over the ring, you know, in, in the stadium. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Um, video game. Video game thing. type gimmick, yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and they got the thing over the ring, uh, the lighting and stuff. So, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. But you know what I think, Cali Rob? I think they're just trying to give you, you know, just a, a, a full wrestling show. With a, yeah, straightforward Jones. That's what I think it is, Cali Rob. And I appreciate your call, my friend. Um, so now, uh, what do they got going in? They got JBL ringside now uh, with Michael Cole and Corey Graves. So it's been, I, it, there's been so many announcers on this show here. I'm probably the only former WWE broadcaster, me and Mick Foley, that have not been back there right now to do this show. <laughs> they have had every, I saw Jerry Lawler earlier on the pre-show. I saw 5,000 different announcers. I, I couldn't even tell who's who. I'm hearing all these different voices. I saw Booker T. He's got, I don't know, five, six, seven, ten uh, Hall of Fame rings now, or whatever it is. Uh, it, it's, it must be nice to be back in the family now with these guys. These guys are all just, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. Uh, I'm good. I'm good over here, though. Uh, let's take one more call before we go to break. Let's talk to Speakerphone Jones out in Houston, my man. What's up there, Haas? How are you? Good moment, Taz. Good, good moment, sir. What's going on? Hey, man, I just wanted to make my case for The Miz and Shane McMahon probably being the match that stole the night. Um, if you look at that match, every move was economical. Everything made sense up to the point where he did the turnaround over the barricade. He clotheslined him when he was pulling the table apart. Miz was crawling after him. He did the mule kick behind. Everything made sense to build up to the uh, high-intensity offense at the end with the uh, finish of the match. And I just thought that thing was no gimmicks. Everything told beautifully in the fight itself. Yeah, no, uh, speakerphone. I, I don't. I I don't think it was for me, bro. I think it was awesome. I I think it's up there right now, and the show's not over, as you know, as a top match, big crazy bump, as we know, right, with the the super superplex and all that stuff off the the gimmick stage. But I, I gotta tell you, dude, for me right now, that Kofi deal, dude, that was Oof. some match, bro. That was... well, what did you think about about it? it seemed like Shane changed uh, his in ring his in ring style up from how he's been presented in the past. Yeah, I think he has to. He's not he, look. He's not a full time roster guy. He's Vince's son, uh, and he's you know. I, but I think he has changed his style. Speakerphone Jones, we appreciate the call. But he has changed his style a little bit. But you know, I mean, he's he's got to, You got to reinvent yourself. You know, when when you uh, as you're getting older and you're not a full time guy. Uh, let's see if you can keep it up. I mean, uh, you know, 
I don't know. Uh, right now they got, uh, as I'm going at the break, they got Kurt Angle getting ready to do his last match, his whole career, going against Baron Corbin. So if you want to call the show, talk some WrestleMania as it's going on, 855-212-4227. Special edition of the Taz Show. Uh, we'll be right back here. All right, well, we're watching Kurt Angle here go at it with uh, Baron Corbin. And, you know, and I, I'll get to your phones, guys. I mean, the phones are jam, jam, jam. So uh, we'll get to you. And the show's still going on, WrestleMania. So uh, it's awesome. Um, so I just want to educate some folks why this match is here. Because i, I got to be frank. I haven't been crazy about the lineup, uh, how they booked, like, meaning booked the show, like what matches were where. I, I got to tell you, I got an armchair quarterback that. Not crazy about that. And I'll get into that in a little bit here. But this match here, Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle, this is, I, I don't think that, you know, I'm not trying to disrespect the guys, but obviously Kurt Angle, he's a lot older, and this is it for him. And um, I, I just assumed they figured this match was not going to be great. They knew they were going to do some wicked wild stuff with False Count Anywhere with Triple H and Batista. And... What they're trying to do is set up the right positioning for the main event, for for the the three way match with with the ladies, you know, with, with Ronda Rousey and Becky and Charlotte. So you want to position your main event the best way you can. Okay, so you, you know, let's just say hypothetically, just hypothetically, let's say they put Triple H and Batista semi main, like next to last, right before the ladies, the girls, the women. You know, it might be tough for them to follow at first. So I, I, I'm thinking on how I know they think. The, the office, WWE's office, they, they would book. They would try to book uh, this match here because they feel like maybe it's not going to be as hot. So it's a little bit better positioning for the main event. That doesn't mean they don't think much of the main event. That just means you should always do your due diligence and your best efforts to p- position the main event the best possible way you can. And we just witnessed Kurt Angle lose the match. Straight up to Baron Corbin. Um, it was actually a pretty good match. And so he just lost the match. Kurt's done. So that's it. So his last match, unless they change something, was to uh, Baron Corbin. So it's the ultimate rub, as we call it, R-U-B, that you're giving to Baron Corbin. That Olympic gold medalist and a decorated world champion like Kurt Angle, a guy I consider a friend, a guy I've had the opportunity to, to, to wrestle so many times and travel with and stuff. You know what I mean? So it's just an amazing career for Kurt and amazing for this kid, Baron Corbin, to get the ultimate rub. Uh, Kurt missed a moonsault, and then uh, what happened was you had Corbin capitalize from that and hit his finish, uh, and boom, he gets the one, two, three. So I would assume that, again, I can't listen to the sound of what we're about to watch, but I'm sure that everybody there at MetLife Stadium, all 80,000 people, are going to be giving Kurt Angle a standing ovation and chanting his name, and I'm sure Kurt's going to cry, so... (laughs) I would cry too if that was my send off. So I, I I don't blame him. Uh, I don't blame him for crying. Let's go to uh, let's go down to Atlanta. Talk to Dana. Dana, you're on uh, with Taz right here. Special this is the Taz show. What's going on? Hey Taz, how's it going, man? Loving the show. Just wanted to first of all say congratulations to you, man. You've been an inspiration for me for a long time. I uh, tried out for WCW when it, back in the early 2000s. I was a uh, five nine. And they basically told me I was too short. But I thank you. I, I, I've lived through you, man. I've watched you do miraculous things, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate the, the love, Dana. Thanks so much, man. That's very kind of you. What's up, bro? Talk to me. 
Uh, I just wanted to say, man, I was actually impressed that uh, the Triple H versus uh, Batista match, man, they actually moved around pretty good. They took a lot of hard, hard bumps that I wasn't expecting. Right. I, 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 I'm with you, dude. I mean, for for guys that that age, you know, and for every, you know what I mean? Like, I was just, I was saying at the top of the show, watching them while I was on the air here, I'm like, no, these guys aren't playing around and taking some legit bumps. I mean, Batista right. hasn't been in the ring in a long time. He's taking big yeah. power bump bumps on steel, on the steel steps. Dan, I appreciate the call and I appreciate the compliments. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, the thing is, you know, it, it's, um, it's, you know, for Triple H, if you work with Triple H, it's like, you know, he's he's more or less got carte blanche. He can do whatever he wants to do. So if you're moving all that furniture and using weapons and you're using pliers and hammers and all this stuff, it, it can help the match. So, and again, being the boss, he can do that. And and uh, let me switch back here to looking at Kurt Angle. So he's going to all his kids, and he has a lot of kids. So, and uh, and to his wife, his, this is his, his, his new wife. It's going to his wife, and they're all in tears, and... Kurt looks happy. I mean, you know, he lost a match, and he's done. I feel that he has – knowing Kurt, do I know Kurt? I mean, I, he, I, he's smiling. He, so I, I think he's got closure that he's done. He doesn't look sad. Um, I, he was on the mic saying something. I couldn't hear him, obviously, because I'm hosting a, you know, a worldwide radio show, so it's kind of hard to, <laughs> you know, to – hold on, let me hear what Kurt Angle's got to say. Uh, <laughs> can't do that. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, no, nah, he looks happy. I mean, so – Good for him to to go out uh, at a massive, massive event like WrestleMania at MetLife Stadium in front of 80-something thousand people uh, in the shadows of New York City, which you've heard about 5,000 times tonight from the announcers. Uh, real quick on that. See, people like – I've got people tweeting like, what is, why are they saying that? i got a guy from Louisiana saying, yo, I've never been up there from Louisiana. Isn't it like MetLife Stadium in New Jersey? Yeah, it's in East Rutherford, New Jersey. But it sounds better – no disrespect to Jersey, to say shadows of New York City as opposed to New Jersey. And that's a real WWE thing. Uh, I, maybe maybe Monday Night Football's done that here and there, but I know that's a big Vince McMahon thing. Uh, unlike this show we do here, like the show I'm doing right now, we are actually right in the middle of New York City. Yes. No shadows. I mean, there's some shadows around, but it's not the shadows of New York City. So uh, that's the deal. All right, we're back here. Uh, special edition of the Taz Show. Hey, CBS Sports Radio toll-free line 855-212-4227 is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com. In 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. So, uh, WrestleMania is still going on. We got the IC title match with Bobby Lashley against that demon, Finn Balor. It's good to see the demon back. Love that gimmick. Uh, I, I got to correct myself because earlier I was saying that I thought the, it was – there were so many matches, I forgot this match didn't happen yet. And so um, I stand corrected on what I said about, oh, that was a crazy spot right there. What I said about Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin going to the girls' match, I just saw Bobby Lashley do a hellacious spear from the ring onto Finn, who was on the apron, through the ropes. Yo, this, to me, this spot was, it's in a top three spot of the night. This was tremendous. And these guys, I think they're a little crunched for time because they are going fast, fast, fast. And you watch that Bobby Lashley, how big and strong and thick he is. And you watch him in this match. If you haven't watched this match, watch him. You'll see how just scary of an athlete he is because he's just lightning fast. And I think these guys are rushing through the match because I think they got some of their time shaved. And they're trying to hustle to get, you know, get as much stuff as they can get uh, in 
right now as they uh, go at it. Let's go out to Kansas and talk to who we got here, Briar. Briar, you're on with uh, you're on with Thomas and Taz and the Moose. How you doing? That's 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 in the morning. You're on with Taz, special edition of Taz show. What's up, man? Hey, Taz, long, long time, long time, first time. Well, first time, long time. Either way works. Got it. What's yeah. going on, bro? <laughs> uh, sorry about that. That's okay. Um, I'm joking with you. That's all good. What's up, man? <laughs> um, I'm kind of curious about Mustafa Ali in your thoughts. Um, what do you think they do with him uh, now that they got Kofi with the title? Do you think WWE goes the Ali route after Mania now? And do you think if Ali would have been in the title match tonight, would it have been a huge victory like Kofi's? Um, like, I, I don't think yet for him it would have been. First off, as you know, Brian, we hope that he's okay, right? Because he, right. I, I think he right. might be concussed because what happened in that uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal with that vertical suplex uh, Harper had, and then uh, what's his name, Braun Strowman did that big kick. His head, I'm, I'm sure you saw it, Mustafa's yeah. head hit that, that desk hard, man. So he's Ooh. a special talent, dude. He's a special talent, Briar. There's uh, 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 Mustafa Ali. I, I mean, they could do a lot with him. I think they will. And that's, as you know, Briar, I'm sure you're a big wrestling fan. That's what happens. Guys start to get pushes. That's why you see after Mania. That's why you're seeing mm-hmm. titles change hands a lot. Like we just, thank you, Briar, for the call. As we just saw, if you're watching Mania, Finn Balor was just victorious over Bobby Lashley. Uh, the demon Finn Balor, and he's rocking himself uh, that beautiful belt, that IC belt. So, and yet another championship changes hands here at WrestleMania. Um, and that match was high octane. It was fast. Um, again, this is what happens when you have probably too many matches and um, you, maybe your time wasn't budgeted right. It's a hard thing to do. There's a team of people that do it, and it's tough to do. Uh, I would have liked to see seen that match go a little longer, but gee whiz, they've been on the air live. Forget the pre-show, the you know, they've been on uh, the kickoff show. They've been on live since 7 p.m. Eastern. So, you know, and now they're showing a picture, a shot of the, the beautiful Statue of Liberty and uh, New York City. And I guarantee you Michael Cole saying in the shadows of New York City. Yes. Guaranteed. So, so anyway. Oh, man. Let's go out to Houston, Texas, and uh, talk to Zach. Zach, you're on with Taz. What's up, man? Oh, hey. Hey, Taz. How you doing tonight? How you doing, Zach? Good, man. What's up? Not too bad. Um, uh, First time I just want to say... Speaking of, actually, you kind of answered my question a little bit. I was going to ask if maybe, do you ever see WWE trimming down this WrestleMania time? And if so, what kind of recommendations would you have, say, if you were booking this? Well, what would you do for uh, the time restraints? Because I feel it's kind of unfair to the girls and guys that right. are so talented. And, you know, like you just said, I mean, their time's cut short. Yeah. Here's the, the good news for them, though, Zach. The good news, right? So you're on this show that's bloated. It's on it's on growth hormone, for lack of better terms, right? The show's just massive, right? But the good news for them is they're getting a payday. They're getting paid, and it's a big payday. So my point is, uh, you know, they're, 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 if you're not on the card, so the only other way you could do it is do what NXT does. And I was backstage at the NXT show Friday, which was an amazing show at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. I was, I was there. I was hanging out, meeting some old friends and seeing some new friends. And, dude, there were a lot of long faces backstage that weren't on a card, you know? And, and because what they have, dude, like I'm sure you saw, uh, you saw TakeOver, right, Zach, I would assume? Of course. Right. What, they have five matches, six matches, right, something like that? Yeah. And, dude, there was a lot of talent backstage that wasn't working, and they weren't happy. And they're they're not getting they're not getting maximum pay for that. So 
it's kind of like I don't want to talk out of both sides of my mouth. So, and but I'm with you. Like once you trim it, it, it makes it better for us, the audience. Uh, but if you give more time to all the matches and you trim five, six matches, four matches off of WrestleMania, now you're taking money out of people's pockets. So these men and women, and I'm sure you know this, they travel the world all year round. And this is the Super Bowl for the business, right? This is it. So now it's like, you know, <laughs> you're, 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 not, you're, you're not able to give that payoff to them uh, for for the big one, and, and thank you for the call, Zach. I appreciate it. So, and now uh, I can't hear, but we see uh, we we got all truth and Carmella, so doing the what's up thing. I see, like I guess I don't know what they're doing, but I would like to have more minutes for Finn's match and uh, Lashley instead of this. I, I no disrespect to these people, and I you know I don't know Carmella, but I know all truth. He's a good dude, but I I, I have no idea what they're saying because I said I'm doing a radio show. I can't listen to what they're saying. Uh, let's go to, uh, out to Mississippi, talk to Chaos. Chaos, what's up, man? You're on with Taz. What's going on, bud? What's going on, Taz? It's been a long time. Yes, sir. What up, bro? Uh, not much, man. Just enjoying the show. First and foremost, I just want to congratulate you on all your success, man. You are doing big things. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate that, Chaos. That's very nice of you, bro. And I know you're a regular caller and stuff, and you support my stuff, and I appreciate you, man. What's going on? Talk to me. What do you think of the WrestleMania so far? Dude, WrestleMania, for me, has been really, really good. I mean, of course, it's really long, but uh, I don't know if you talked about it because I just just tuned in when right. I called in uh, about the Iconics. I really, really want to shout I, out the Iconics. I have not yet, but, it. dude, I, I love them, man. I'm so happy for them. I really am. But, good, go, I don't want to steal you done to go for it. For me, dude, I really think that they were the real workhorses of that match, uh, Coming, seeing a lot of little things that, uh, that maybe a lot of people wouldn't see, and just their work rate and the way that they presented themselves. I mean, these girls are superstars, and they were absolutely made tonight, in my opinion. Dude, you are not wrong, and yes. I completely agree with you, Chaos. And also, thanks for the call, bro, and thanks for love. Also with them, you watch them. Even just forget tonight. You watch them, the way they do their character, their gimmick, when they're in the ring, the work they put into their shtick is phenomenal. They are hysterical. They, are, I mean, they are they are outstanding at what they do. They are entertaining. I mean, two you know two beautiful girls, super athletic, super talented in the ring, and dude, they can talk. So, I think that for them to to, to win that match and the way they did it, I do agree with the chaos. They were made for sure. Uh, they no doubt about it. Let's go. Uh, who we got here? We got NASCAR George. Is that who it is in North Carolina? NASCAR George, what's going on, Haas? You're hey, over Taz, I tried for three years to get on your show. I'm a poor race fan, and I can't. And I call Scott Farrell all the time on his national show. Yeah. And I can't get in on your show. And I thank you for giving us the results because I have to wait till Monday night to see it on Raw. And you give us the results the last three years. And for poor people like myself, thank you for that. That helps us out a lot. I just got three quick things to tell you. Your transmission was almost as good as Matt Superstar's Cobra Clutch back in the 70s when he used to choke out Black Jack Mulligan with us. You remember? And then, unfortunately, Luciano came on the scene back in the old NWA. Yes. And was working with the mass superstar. Remember, mass superstar number two, that Black Jack Morgan took his mask off with Big John Stewart has passed away. And, hey, the Anderson brothers, the uh, Ole and Gene, the Minnesota Wrecking Crate in the Hall of Fame. That's bogus. And Brock Lesnar, man, this 6'4", 290-pound folk machine that picks up 200-pound dumbbells in each hand lost to that bean pole, Seth Rollins. That's bad for business, brother. All right, baby. Hey, well, listen, I hey, what? Hello? Yo, yes. Okay, Hello? Oh, what's up? Man, that's bad for business because Brock Lesnar would break that bean 
bean pole Seth Rollins in half like a twig. Except that little bean pole, brother. I hear you, baby. And I'm an old NWA fan, Greg the Hammer Valentine. I could tell. Jack Goulet, big sweet handsome. <laughs> Chief Wahoo McDaniel. All right. Dusty Rhodes. NASCAR uh, George. We appreciate it, brother. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. Uh, wow. That was uh, that was a very interesting NASCAR George. I had a feeling with that name it was going to be high energy. Uh, and I, I am not surprised, not surprised at all, that he was an NWA fan. Yeah, that did not. <laughs> that part did not surprise me. I thought maybe he'd start off slow, but he just kept on going fast. So I guess I was wrong. I guess not. That's just the way it goes. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk to Brandon out in Chi-Town in Chicago. Brandon, what's up? You're on with Taz. What's going on? What's up, Taz? How you doing, buddy? Been a long time, man. Yeah, man. How you been? I'm good, bro. Hold on, wait a minute. You're Brandon Vendor Machine Jones. No, no, oh, no. Wait, sorry. Wait, wait, let's do this all over again. Hold on a second. Let me just back it up. Brandon, what's going on, bro? What's up, man? I, I, I told you, I told you before. I, I had got the house with, uh, oh, with Rocket. Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I used to have that guy, Brandon. That used to call the show with the vending machines. I guess not. Uh, no. Okay. I guess not. It's no problem. But anyway, so yeah, <laughs> how's the house going? You didn't sell the house, right? You still got it? No, yeah, I still got it. I still got it. And you got that house close to the Taz show, correct? Yes, sir. Yes. What's going on, bro? How can I help you? Um, I've been enjoying WrestleMania, man. Um, I, a few things I'm I'm not happy with though. I I don't like the like the the set design. I think it's, I think it was lazy. I think they could have did better than that. Well, like, someone called they, earlier, Brandon, said the similar thing. He didn't like the production of it. So, uh, uh, so what do you don't like above the ring? Like, what is it that you don't like? It, it's just I, I thought they could have been more creative with the with, really? the, with the design of it. It's okay. Just, it's just plain, man. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what, dude? I, I, I usually, I'll, you know, at times that stuff will jump out to me, and I, I'll rip it, Brandon. But and you know that. But the thing is, like, I think sometimes with a show like this big. Like, I think it's about finishing the angles, the storylines, and it's just so many people there. And I, I, I just, yeah, I mean, yeah. I respect what you're saying. I hear you, dude. But, like, someone on the flip side would say, well, look, it's such a big show. They should have all the best pyro and the best lighting and the best fancy yeah, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get that part. I do. I'm yeah. okay with it, it but it, I feel it, you. Know. It just seemed a, a, a little bland. A little bland. All right. All right. A lot of people, yeah. though. 82,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I didn't like the... Um, the um, defenders either from uh, the Miz and Shane McMahon. I, I thought the Miz should have won. I, 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 I agree. I was, I was shocked. I agree. I thought Miz should have won. I, I like the match a lot. I, I I think that you gotta and Brandon appreciate the call, bro. Good talking to you, man. I'm glad that I helped get you a home. That's what I do. Let's do Rock and Mortgage. That dude called uh, Rock and Mortgage. You know, obviously the studio's Rock and Mortgage Studio, and Rocket Mortgage was uh, on the Taz show, uh, and and big, uh, you know, big advertiser on there, big partner up with Jones and all that stuff. And this guy uh, utilized the gimmick, and he bought a home through Rocket Mortgage uh, thanks to the Taz show. That's how we do it. That's what we do. They're doing a cool gimmick right now, folks. Uh, it looks like Charlotte might be in a, a helicopter on her way to MetLife Stadium. Now, this is like. Big time movie Jones here. So I don't know what, I, I mean, this must have been taped like the night before. I don't know what's going on. But if she's going to get out of that helicopter in the middle of the ring, which I don't think is going to happen. This is like pre-taped city here. There's no way. I, I'm watching this as it's happened live. So <laughs> doing play-by-play in a helicopter. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, by the way, the phone number here is 
4227. I still got to get to talking about John Cena. Okay, the doctor of thugonomics was back, which was interesting. Doctor of thugonomics. Running around with a Yankees jersey. And I know he's a Patriot Red Sox fan. Go Pats! What the hell's going on with that? So let's see. The helicopter just landed. So I got to see what happens here. So it's interesting. I, I want to see if, if this had to be taped yesterday. Unless she's just pulled up there live with this helicopter. She's, she's outside the arena, the stadium, I should say. So Charlotte Flair, which is, uh, this is a, a legit, she's got a red carpet coming out for those that aren't watching it. And she's going to get out this helicopter, or as I like to call it, a chopper. And, or is it chopper? Is it chopper? What is it, right? Chopper. 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 Take, take the second one, right? Chop, not chopper. That would be wrong. Okay, got it. My bad. I'm sorry. My bad, right? I know you're big into vernacular words. So my bads are out the window. So Charlotte Flair is ready to go. Okay, she's ready to go. She looks great. So I, I she, she like right outside. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm locked into this right now. And uh, I'll get to the phone calls here in a second. But um, they're getting ready to do the main event here. And now they're putting a big fancy cape uh, robe on her. So this is going to be Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, winner takes all. Obviously, Becky Lynch, the man. Uh, who's in this studio right here on Friday. She was on the air with myself and Moose. So uh, WWE, she, she had swung in. She came on. She was a guest for about 10, 15 minutes. She was focused, very focused on dominating in this match. So, yeah, she's right outside the stadium. She is, she being Charlotte Flair, right outside the stadium, and she's walking in, and they had to pull up in a helicopter. That was legit right there. I got to tell you, I like that. Helicopter entrance Jones. All right, so when we come back, um, this match will still be going on here. This, it didn't even start yet, the main event. We'll talk about John Cena. Dr. Thugonomics was back. Uh, all you people on the phone, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the Kurt Angle Corbin match. Got to talk. We haven't even got into Kofi Kingston. Haven't even got into that. Okay, that, that he's the new WWE champion. And I got a little problem with that. Not that he's the champ, but where that freaking match is placed. All right, special edition Taz show right here, CBS Sports Radio, and everywhere else. Be right back. I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want it all. Said I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. I'm coming to get it. Don't care what you heard. Don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all because I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. It's the best in the game. Best in the biz. About that time, and you know what it is. Coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth. Never going to lie. All right, special edition Taz here right here. WrestleMania main events going on right now. I am Taz. We've been rocking and rolling for the past hour. We're going to be here till 2 a.m. Eastern. We're coming to you live right now from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Phone number here, 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. Um, yo, I'll tell you right now. Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and uh, uh, Ronda Rousey started this match off. The psychology makes sense already, and it is physical. Um, Ronda Rousey threw a couple of sidekicks to both these, to, to Charlotte and Becky, about broke their sternum and ribcage. Uh, the physicality in this match between these three girls and the early goings is just epic. Epic. Uh, they're in the main event, and they know how awesome of an honor it is. They're making history. This is a winner-take-all deal uh, where, uh, you know, Charlotte's SmackDown Women's Championship is at stake, along with Ronda Rousey's Universal Championship. I'm Universal. Uh, Raw Women's Championship. And we've seen a lot of championships change hands uh, at WrestleMania. This has been, if you're just joining us right now, it's um, 
It's, you know, if you're watching main event right now, if you've been watching the whole WrestleMania, you know what I'm talking about. There's been a lot of titles changing hands. Uh, you got a new Universal Champion in, in, uh, in Seth Rollins. You got a new WWE Champion in Kofi Kingston, which was an epic, epic match. I don't know what's going on here. Hold on. Ronda Rousey looks like a double power bomb is about to happen to her by uh, both Becky and Charlotte. This looks dangerous. Well, maybe not. Okay, they're, they're going out of the ring, but now it looks like there's an arm bar involved here. Or maybe not. Something. I don't know what they're doing. But um, a lot of people calling the show. Hang in there. I'll get to you guys. I promise you. Um, so, oh, wow. Sorry. Reacted there. <laughs> Ronda Rousey got kicked from behind and landed on the back of her head, back and upper back uh, after Becky Lynch kicked her through the legs of Charlotte. I didn't even know how to explain this. Just, I've never seen nothing. This is pretty stiff right here. Yo, they brought, I'm telling you right now, these girls are just, oh, man, her rear end. Ronda's rear end and hips hit the apron which, as you know, is the hardest part of the ring. If you haven't heard, uh, you guys know that, that. That Listen to my podcast, The Taz Show, all the time on uh, Radio.com and Apple Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. But this uh, WrestleMania, I'll tell you what, it's amped up. I, I am not crazy about the way the lineup has been. I, I really feel like that WWE championship match, championship match with Kofi and Daniel Bryan, I love that match. And I, I, maybe it's the old school in me. I feel like that should have I feel like that should have been Right before this match, you're watching right now. I got no problem with the ladies, with the women being the main event. They've earned it. They should be. But I do think that if you're going to kick off the show like you did with Seth Rollins getting a shot at Brock Lesnar's Universal title, switch the titles. If you're going to do that first, okay, fine. I get it. That starts off with a bang. I got that. Then the semi-main, legit semi-main, should have been... Um, for the WWE Championship match, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. My my opinion is I feel like that match was just chucked in the middle of the show, and that's not cool. That's not cool, in my opinion. That's a WWE Championship, SmackDown Championship, whatever you want to call it. It's Daniel Bryan was the champion, and now it's Kofi. Uh, now it looks like Becky's got her armbar here on Charlotte, but looks like Ronda's going to break it up. Um, so I'm trying to follow along with this match as I'm doing the show here, like always. This is the last match of the evening. Uh, and it seems like this evening has gone on and on and on. I got to tell you, uh, by the way, side note, Becky Lynch, they've really uh, letting her do her own thing. Uh, as of late, we've watched her work, and she's gotten better because she's kind of let that – there's no handcuffs on her. And Dave must have just told her work physical going forward, like real stiff, and, and she's doing it. And it shows the toughness of the girl she's working with. And, this, and I've seen that with the Riot Squad with her, how tough, she, how tough the Riot Squad is and how tough we're seeing Charlotte – and, uh, and Becky, which I'm not surprised. They're true pros. So it doesn't surprise me uh, one bit uh, how tough they are. Let's uh, go out to Fort Lee, New Jersey, talk to Mitchell. Mitchell, you're on uh, with Taz here. What's going on, man? Hey, Taz. One thing first. Taz, you know, I don't know if you, if you were wrestling that time. You remember a referee? His name was Danny Barfield? No. Where, where was this at? So that was, he was actually working at WWE. My father's partner, he was there. He, when Hulk Hogan came in, that's when I first met. That's where Danny was. And I met all the wrestlers way back when, and went through for about 15 years. He was a referee, and he was a he was a actually he was a boxer also. He was a lightweight heavyweight champion. Oh yeah. So, you know, I, yeah, it was, and, and it's amazing. And I'm also friends with your co-host, Mister um, Mark. So it's, oh, uh, oh Moose's Mitchell from Fort Lee. No, I said you know you know you said you know Moose. Yeah, I know Moose. Yeah, Mark Moose. Got it. I understand. Okay, cool. I, yeah, that's good. I'm sorry um, to hear that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, that's good. No. So, yeah, I don't know the ref. I don't know the ref you're talking about, though, dude. I, if you work for WWE, I'm not sure who he is, though. 
Um, this was years ago. This was years ago when Hogan first was there, and I and I met all of them. I uh, Teddy Blousey, uh, uh You know, I met them all. The oh, visitors. so like this is when like Dick Worley was there and stuff. Those guys are all like when Hogan was there. That's a little bit before my time. I'm old. I'm just not that old. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean, Mitch? We appreciate the call, buddy. Uh, yeah. So any friend of Moose is a friend of mine. You ever so run into fine. Mark Malusis? So just so you understand, that's okay. So right now we got Becky Lynch. She's uh, she's got control right now. Both Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair, and uh, and th- these girls. I mean, again, I don't have the sound on, but it looks they are working at a high pace. They are just this match looks tremendous already, and it's pacing, pacing, the pacing is the key. That's the tough thing to keep that pace. We saw it with Lashley and Finn Balor, that pacing. Saw it with um, well, several matches, but definitely like I talked about the WWE Championship match with Kofi Kingston, um, uh, which, by the way, when he won that title, did his little kids not steal his show? Those kids were hysterical. His one son just got on the ropes, man, like the kid's been in the ring for sure. A little kid holding up the title, throwing T-shirts. Like, man, this kid's legit. Kid's going to be a star, Kofi's kid. <laughs> It's pretty funny. The kid was probably like, I don't know, five years old, if that, six years old, something like that. It was pretty, pretty cool. Let's go out to uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, talk to Mitch. Mitch, what's up? You're on with Taz. Uh, not too much. Just chilling. All right. What's going on there? Um, and then I'm going to talk about the main event. All right. Since both titles are going to be on the line, are they going to um, combine the titles? Like and unify stuff? them? Unify them is what you look at. Yeah. Well, they're saying when to take all, right? So they're not saying it's going to be unified. I think that that's something they could eventually do. I personally, Mitch, I don't think they should do that. I think they should keep them separate. Mitch, appreciate the call. I think they should keep it separate. And if you're going to have a winner take all, that's fine. And have that champion. Let's just say it's what I predicted, Becky Lynch. Let's say she wins this match we're watching now. I'd have Becky on both shows representing that championship. That's how I would do it. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't unify them and just get rid of – I wouldn't do it because you're not doing that with the men. you got to keep it the right way. you got the Universal Championship on Raw is the main man title, and the main man male title on SmackDown is the WWE title, which, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm kind of ticked off that that, that that match was just buried, that championship match. I'm just I'm just shocked that a WWE Championship match would just be just chucked in the middle of of WrestleMania. I I just I don't know. Again, I, you know if if you're not going to be last, then you should be first or at least semi. Because first, some of you might be thinking, well, look at they had Seth Rollins become Universal Champ and beat Brock Lesnar in the first match of the night. Well. There's a little bad news with that if you're those guys in that match. You forgot about the match because it was four freaking hours ago, okay? But the good news is that it happened first and it gets great reactions because the fans are, even though they watch the kickoff show, the fans are red hot. And then they get a title change. The people pop. People were so happy that Seth won. Uh, I just think because a lot of people just, they didn't want Brock to retain because people don't like Brock's schedule and all this jazz. Um, so, you know, but I, I, I just think that it's a very important how you position your championships. I really believe that. Um, and I don't think they did that with the WWE Championship. Um, they're doing a, a nice false finish they just did here where both Charlotte and Becky doubled up on Ronda uh, and then Charlotte turned on Becky, threw out a ring, tried to steal a victory and tried to pin Ronda, but Ronda kicked out. Uh, very good. Let's go out to Ohio. Talk to oh, my old my old friend, Jen Joe. What's up, Haas? 
Good gimmick cat. What's going on, buddy? Yes. What's up? Nothing too much. I've been brushing up on my markology. I don't want to drop any inside baseball terms. Yeah, don't so be I'll a complete. Don't be here. a complete mock. You are a mock. Don't do that. You know that, okay? Be careful. Absolutely. <laughs> so with the, uh, I'm. <laughs> I try to have my, uh, not copious, but my mediocre notes here. Well, yeah, mediocre is fine. Falls yeah. count anywhere yeah. match of Shane McMahon and Miz, right. as well as the no-hold-bars match between Triple H and Batista. Which basically is the same thing, by the way. You know that, Joe. It's the same. More or less. Yeah, yeah, it's more or less the same thing. Right. So, with the lack of the two men in the two different matches going into the red zone, right? does that give the match yes. any less? Uh, you don't have to listen. Let's well, let's we, hey, hey, Janet Joe. Let's pull just for someone newer listeners. Let's pull out. We don't need to go with markology. Just <laughs> talk to me. <laughs> the blood. The blood. In a match uh, where yeah. anything goes. Right. Uh, does that kind of shade things down a bit? I mean, a few things were really hardcore, so to speak. But just so uh, I can understand. So you're saying with the lack of blood, does it hurt that they don't have blood? That's what you're saying, right? Yes, that's my basic question. Yeah, I understand, dude. And I was thinking the same thing. I think a lot of fans would that are hardcore wrestling fans, you would expect blood, color, whatever you want to call it, in matches like that, especially the stuff that, that Triple H was doing with Batista. But it's just not, and Joe, appreciate the call. Good catching up, you dude. Um, it's just not, I don't, it's just not really going to happen. It just, they're a publicly traded company. This is WrestleMania. They're, they're selling advertising left and right. They they're just not they're just not going to give you blood and and I got to tell you I I think that the fan base is trained to be okay with that I think the old school wrestler fan wants that and Joe that's probably what you are and you know uh, I, I remember I was watching MLW recently right Major League Wrestling where I was watching MLW smaller company and they got heat on a baby face uh, beat up a, a, a good guy for the people that don't know what that means and the guy was bleeding they 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 split him open. And I was like, wow, I felt like I haven't seen color blood in a match in, like, years. And it was it was weird to see, I got to tell you. I'm so trained by watching WWE programming that, you know, you're not really going to expect blood. And if you don't get it, you don't you don't think about it. But, you know, I, I, I get where you're coming from, especially the stuff with Shane. Uh, I think even more, with, like I said, Batista and Triple H, the stuff that they did. This match, by the way, that I'm watching, with these, that these women, with, with, you know, Becky and... Charlotte and uh, and Ronda is just tremendous. They are just tearing it down right now. I mean, I'm telling you right now, as an announcer, a former color commentator, just watching this, I mean, th- these are the matches you want to do color commentary on. This It makes your job easy, what I'm watching right now. Just outstanding, outstanding physicality, outstanding timing, the pacing, like I said earlier, really, <clears throat> excuse me, really, really tremendous stuff. Really, really good. I mean, very. I mean, I'm, I, I think Becky's going to win this match, and um, that's what I think is going to happen. Ronda, I got to tell you, Ronda Rousey, I mean, her leg is smashed up, dude. And right now, we're watching Charlotte get heat and stomp on the left leg. Her calf, Ronda Rousey's calf is all bruised up. Her thigh. I mean, she she is tough as advertised because they are beating the tar out of her. I mean, just like ripping her leg apart, dude. Like. <laughs> the welts and the black and blues on the calf and the inner thigh and out outer thigh of Ronda Rousey is insane for the amount of heat that they're getting on her. Um, it really is something up. So something else, I should say. All right, we come back. I still got to talk about. Like I said Kurt Angle. I want uh, Kurt Angle. I'm sorry about the, the Doctor Douglas John Cena. 
Maybe this match will be over by the time we come back. Special edition of Taz Show. lot to cover. 855-212-4227. Be right back. All right, we're back here, special edition of the Taz Show, and uh, the main event's still going on. These girls are just, these women are tearing it up. I'm talking straight, physical. Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, win to take out, win to take all, 80-something thousand, 82,000 people right there uh, where the Jets and Giants play MetLife Stadium, and it, now we got Becky and Ronda, they're just throwing. Careful, Becky. <laughs> Careful, you don't want to get caught by one of those shots by, by Ronda. Man, Ronda is just, I'll tell you, uh, she can throw hands, dude. <laughs> For a girl that's a judoka, uh, her, his, her background is grappler as a, as a judo player. But, man, she has really mastered, obviously, being a UFC uh, Hall of Famer and all. And her power and strength, um, right now she's got Becky on her shoulders, man. Really impressed. I, I usually, usually have not been over-the-top crazy. Uh, I think we just got to finish but I don't know if that worked out well. It looked, it looked like Becky got the win. Because, again, I don't have the sound, so I can't hear it. So, yeah, she did. So she won the match. That's it. Win to take all. She pinned Ronda Rousey. They made sure Charlotte was out of the ring. But I, 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 yeah, it's, it's like, if they do a replay, <laughs> it's going to sound weird, but Ronda's shoulders looked like they were up. She didn't stay flat. Uh, I, I, you know, once I see the replay, I can could, I could see it better. But it was quick. Regardless... Um, yeah, win to take all. So, uh, hate to say I predicted it, but I did. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, she's got both championships right now. Uh, congratulations, Becky Lynch. Good for her. This girl worked her butt off. She's paid her dues for a lot of years. You know, uh, she was on the show here at myself and Moose right here on CBS Sports Radio um, on Friday and was talking about it. I know Becky. I talked to her a lot. And, you know, and, and she's really earned this. She's been in the industry a long time. So I'm very happy for her. Uh, Charlotte Flair's on the outside of the ring crying. Ronda Rousey was furious. And they made sure, that was just, which was smart, because the real heat was what, here they're showing a replay, was what, uh, okay, so Ronda went for a finish. Oh, her shoulders did come up. They're showing it on the replay, so they're doing the right thing. And this is when you're a color commentator, it's tough, because you got to protect your credibility. I can't hear what Michael Cole and company's saying, but... Um, and it's tough for me to hear the three count, even I could see it because I'm, like I said, on radio. But uh, very interesting, very interesting. But regardless, no matter. I don't think there's any controversy. But they can go that route if they want with Ronda to say her shoulder was up. But I don't think that would really fit who she is. But there's that big WrestleMania moment right there for Becky Lynch. Pyros exploding, fireworks throughout the stadium in the shadows of New York City, as we heard 5,000 times. Yes. Uh, as opposed to this show that's right in the middle of New York City. But, um, yeah, there's fireworks going off all over, pyrotechnics. She's got both championships. Congratulations to Becky Lynch. I'm really happy for her. That's awesome. That's really awesome. She's the top top talent in that company. I mean, she is the top – Used the expression used to be top guy. But she's a woman, even though she's the man. It's a little confusing, but I think you understand what I'm saying. It's a little bit like, you know, mm, she's yeah. – Yeah, exactly. So it's a little weird, but she's the man. You get me. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, talk to uh, Trevor in New York. Trevor, you're on with Taz, your special edition show. What's going on? Uh, not much. Just uh, arriving home right now from WrestleMania to beat all that traffic out of the vet life stadium. By the way, dude, you didn't stay for the main event. What are you crazy? 
Uh, PTO, my man. PTO, my man. <laughs> okay. Ran out. I understand, buddy. Yeah. Hey, I listen. I'm that type of guy. I'll go to a Met game, and you know, and I've been known to leave. You know, if they're winning or losing, it's a close game. You know, sixth, seventh inning, I'm out. I don't want to deal with the traffic, so I feel you. So what's up? What yeah, you think of the show? Like, How was it live, bro? How was it live? I, I that was my first media ever. I've been to like other pay per views. Like I've been to Extreme Rules. Yeah. Like Factory in Columbus. That was a fun time. I'm going to say this. There's like a few matches I was looking forward to. The False Count Anywhere match. Right. And the Triple H match especially. Right. Like, I grew up with both of them. Sure. I just ask you one thing. Yes. When Dr. Thugnomics came out, I literally had your voice like, the doctor's here. The doctor's here. I thought it was 2004 all over again. <laughs> That's kind of what Michael Cole was saying on commentary. I felt like I should have been sitting next to him because we called all the Cena stuff. But, dude, it was awesome, man. I mean, to see Cena do the doctor. The place must have been going nuts. It sounded loud uh, through uh, through my laptop and, and the TV we had here. Was it loud in person? It was loud, and people were saying, like, doctor, and people were doing the, the, what he used to do with the two, the two fists together. The two fists, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, is, that gonna, is that just a one-off, or is, is he going to draw that out, you think, a little longer? But I, I got a feel. That's a good question, Trev. Trev, that's a good question. And I, I think it's a one-off. I do, just for the moment. Thank you for the call, buddy. I hope you liked the show when you were there. But I got to tell you, Cena doing the Dr. Thugonomics, it was, I thought, awesome. And it was kind of rated R. It was like how it was back in the day. Loaded with double entendres, he verbally just destroyed Elias. I mean, the poor kid had nothing. Um, but but it was cool. It was cool to see him. I mean, like I said, I, I found it funny that Cena's a Boston guy, you know, and he was always a diehard Red Sox and, and, and uh, you know, a Patriot fan. And, and there he is uh, doing a Babe Ruth opening, wearing a, a New York Yankee Babe Ruth jersey. I was like, wow, that's kind of weird. He's losing his street cred in, uh, in Beantown. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, I know he's lived in Florida for a long time, but still, he's a born and raised Boston guy. But the Doctor Thugonomics back—that's the otherwise the regular John Cena character that we've seen for years. People been hating on him like crazy. Now he comes out, Doctor Thugonomics. Everybody loves him. You kidding me? It was awesome. It was awesome. I I, I was shocked because I was reading stuff online that he they had changed the uh, what they were doing with the. Um, with the Kurt Angle Baron Corbin match, and John Cena was going to be the special referee, but I think that a lot of these people that get reports in a little while, I should have mentioned this, uh, bad job by me. Mike Johnson from PW Insider will be on the show here on the special, so I should have mentioned that earlier. My bad. And uh, Mike, uh, who's always on when I do special, who's always on my podcast too. He's probably the most credible reporter you're going to find in the industry. So <clears throat> I want to ask Mike what he heard or what they changed because Cena was. Early today, I think there was a report, uh, or, or tonight, earlier tonight, that Cena was supposed to be the guest uh, referee for the Cena match, uh, Cena match, for the Kurt Angle-Corbin match. I guess they changed it around. I don't know. I mean, let's, let's say I read some, bad, read some bad information. Not sure. All right, back here, special edition of Taz Show. Hey, CBS Sports Radio, toll-free line, 855-212-4227 is brought to you by GEICO. Hey, everyone, here's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. Do you need homeowners, renters, motor, or motorcycle insurance, too? Get it all at GEICO.com. So, well, WrestleMania in the books. Dunsky, okay? Um, yeah, I mean, geez, what do you give this show? Thumbs up, thumbs down. You do that thing. It's out of a Mike Johnson thing from PW Insider. Mike will be on a little while uh, as a guest. I know he was at the at the WrestleMania. The phone lines are jammed. I'll get to you guys on the phone in a minute here. 
Um, we've been covering a lot of the... I've been on the air since 11 p.m. Eastern. I'll be here till 2 a.m. Eastern. So uh, we've been covering a lot of the show. Um, uh, a lot of championships changed hands. I mean, just a plethora of championships. It's like a roadmap. Uh, figuring it out. And, and, and they already are just about updated their website, WWE. I looked at it during the break. So uh, you got Seth Rollins is now the Universal Champion. Kofi Kingston is the WWE Champion. Becky Lynch is both Raw Women's Champ and SmackDown Women's Champ. And congrats to all four or three of those champions. Also, Finn Balor, congrats to my man Finn. I love Finn. Uh, he's the IC Champion. Tony Nese, I've always been a big fan of Tony Nese. When I first met him in TNA, he was there for some matches years ago. Uh, Tony Nese, uh, the WWE Cruiserweight Champion, who's awesome. And how about, uh, and he's a Long Island guy, and how about speaking of Long Island, two other Long Island brothers, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, they're the Raw Tag Team Champions. How about that? How about the Iconics? I didn't even talk about them. I love these girls. They're great. They had a new WWE Women's Tag Team Champion. So basically, all the champions that went into WrestleMania, none survived. None. None. Except for Samoa Joe and uh, the Usos. That's it. Yes. So I'll tell you what. Tough goings for champs. Uh, let's put it that way. It's a tough night. You don't normally see that many championships change hands, but you definitely saw it. Let's go down to North Kakalaki, North Carolina, talk to Nick. Nick, you're on a special edition of the Taz Show. What's going on? What's going on, Taz? I got two quick questions for you. Yes, sir. So I'm a huge Corbin fan, so I'm probably a minority of your callers. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> with this win... Do you think this is a push towards a championship? Um, I mean, now that Rollins is the champion, can we get this match finally? Can Corbin finally, since he lost the money in the the bank, you know, they kind of buried him with that. Do you think this push gets him to that? Um, You know, not yet, in my opinion. Just, Nick, I don't know what it could be. Not yet. I like Corbin's work, too. I know a lot of people hate on Corbin. He's a heel. You should hate on him. But... They that like hate on him, hate on him, and I like him. I think he's ultra talented. I think he's ultra athletic. I don't like his gimmick, like what he wears, what they have him working. I I think that's part of it. Um, it just he's got a good physique. He's he's inked up. He, you know, I I'd let him dress like a wrestler, like most guys do. That's my only knock on him. Um, you know, but I I don't I don't think it's enough yet. To beat you know, Kurt Angle's a legend, obviously, and a multi-time world champion, Olympic gold medalist, a personal friend of mine, Nick. But I don't think it's enough just yet. Thanks for the call, Nick. I don't think it's enough yet for him to go after. Now, it could happen to go after Seth Rollins. It could happen. Um, it definitely could. I, I just, off the top of my head, Nick, I just don't think that's enough to have him, you know, now all of a sudden gun after, uh, you know, uh, after uh, after Rollins. But, you know, like I said earlier, while I was watch, I was on the air here, and I was t- I was watching Kurt Angle wrestle against Baron Corbin, and I saw the finish happen, and I'm like, wow, well, that's that's a big that's a big rub right there to give an opportunity right there to to beat Kurt Angle on his last match. That's something that ought to be that kid's gimmick forever. He'll just sit there for I retired Kurt Angle. So if you're Baron Corbin, trust me, that'll be a hack. That's what's going to be said. I retired the Olympic gold medalist. I uh, he nothing could beat him. All the broken necks he had going into the Olympics, winning the gold medal. What a broken freaking neck! All the guys he wrestled, all the champions he wrestled his whole career in TNA, WWE, whatever. I'm the guy who retired him. That's great heat for Baron Corbin. Just change his gimmick a little bit. Let him wear something that he looks like a wrestler. He, he looks like he's 
you know, he's a maitre d' at, like, you know, at, at like an adult, uh, you know, drinking establishment. Let's just leave it at that. I think you know what I'm saying. Uh, you know, anyway, uh, let's go uh, out to New Jersey, talk to Mike. Mike, you're on a special edition of the Taz Show. I'm Taz. You're Mike. What up? Hey, Taz. How you doing? How are you, brother? Talk to me. All right. Thanks for taking my call. You got it, bud. I want to know why uh, Braun Strowman is stuck in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, doesn't get a real match. And why Elias is basically comic relief at this point. Well, I first off, both of your gripes, I'm with you. Okay, I, I'll handle the first one first. The Braun Strowman thing, I will say, I know he was he, he was Andre the Giant Battle Raw, and I get it. He had a massive spotlight. He was the spotlight. He was the guy. He looks great. He, he lost some weight. He looks ripped. He looks super muscular. He looks even more dangerous. I mean, and there's so many matches that are on his card, but they're trying to get other guys over. I'll give them that, Mike. That's that's like Braun Strowman's at a point now, Mike. He's plug and play. I would have liked to seen him in a, like a real match, but he's plug and play. So if if he's if he's on a kickoff, that was the kickoff, right, Andre? The Giant Battle Royal was kickoff, right? Yeah, it was. Um, I feel like that was three weeks ago, Mike. There's been so many matches tonight. Um, but he's plug and play, so I, I, I'm not that upset over that. The Elias thing, I'm with you on that. I think Elias brings a lot to the table. John Cena doing a Dr. Thugonomics thing, I thought was great. It was funny, but I felt like poor Elias was just a sacrificial lamb for him. Not just a comic relief. He was just, you know, it was he just got punked out, eaten up, beat up. They're just like they treated him like like dog. You know what? You know what I mean? So I, I think that's your gripe, correct? Absolutely, and and he's so over with the crowd. I was there. I had my my thirteen year old and my six year old with me, and they were so into seeing Elias. Like that was what we were waiting for the whole night. We knew it was coming, and we were at the Trenton thing when he did the the song with Finn Balor, right? And that was great. And he's just he's he's over. He's with the you know the yeah, crowd loves him. I agree. And they're they're not giving him the chance. Do you think now that Brock's not the champion? That's going to open up some things for him? No. I don't think it'll help it up for Elias. I don't. I'm just being blunt, Mike. I don't. I don't think he. I don't think they look at him, and I appreciate the call, Mike. I don't think they look at, at Elias as a thoroughbred worker, meaning that in the ring, and, and I think he's very good. I think they look at Elias as an attraction. Okay, that's, you know, that's what I think they look at. So I don't. I don't. Just because Brock is not the champ, I don't think that opens up. It might open up things for other guys, like we were mentioning Corbin, that type of thing. But I don't think it opens up for just my opinion. I think that they look at him as an attraction. It's that simple, um, you know. And and for those that say, well, he's not being used right, I disagree with that. Not no, I shouldn't say that. That he's not being used. He is being used. He was he's on WrestleMania in a big spotlight with a returning Doctor of Thugonomics. Yeah, he was punked out and used as a sacrificial lamb, like I said. But he's getting a big payday for that, and it wasn't like he was not on the show. That's a massive opportunity. So I can't, I can't knock them for that. He is being used. You know what I mean? It's just he might not be used the way you want him to be used, or I want him to use. I'm an Elias fan too. I, I think he's great. You know, so I would have liked to see them do more with him. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they, you know, they had him. Like I said, for the third time, I'll say it. He was there to get over John Cena. He was just a punching bag for John Cena. And the doctor thugonomics. That was it. Some have to live. Some have to die for others to live. That's just the way it goes. Yes. That's the business. I'm not saying it's right. I'd rather see the younger guys get over more. I'd rather see the liars get over on Cena. 
You know, I'd rather see, and Miz is not a young kid, but he's a full-time roster guy where you know, Shane McMahon's not. I would have rather seen Shane not win either. I would have rather seen Triple H. I would have rather seen uh, 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 the WWE Championship match with Kofi Kingston, which was awesome that he won, and Daniel Bryan. Those guys had a great match. I would have loved to seen that in the same spot, or, or you know, that that they put Batista in and Triple H. I don't. I don't. I. I think they. Like I said earlier, if you're just joining me, I think they took that WWE Championship match. And they just got it lost in the shuffle, just chucked in the middle of the show. I didn't like that. I did not like that. I also didn't like that Becky Lynch, I, I wa- reacted to it live, that she won via like a, a roll-up. I think it was like a crucifix pin, if I remember correctly. It's seen so much tonight. Um, she's got to win with her finish, you know. She's got to win with her finish, with that on-bar gimmick. She's got to. That has to be done. That has to be done. That's a mistake, too. That's a mistake, too. I'm telling you. You got to. When you are going to become a champion, you're in the main event, you, you got to have her win with her finish. I promise Yes, that's good business. But what? Because what? Ronda didn't want to tap out? Ronda never lost. She never loses. So now she lost. She got pinned. So maybe they didn't want Ronda to tap, or Ronda's like, I'm not going to tap out. It's going to hurt my legit credibility. What's the work? It's business. I'm, I'm not saying that's what happened with Ronda, but you got to tap out. It's like, you know, I'm watching a roll-up. I'm like, what are we doing here? This girl just won two championships. Becky Lynch, she's getting a push in a lifetime. What are you doing? She's got to win with the bar. Hello. What are we doing here? Seriously. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, anyway, uh, let's go uh, to uh, let's go to Miss, down in Mississippi, talk to Cornelius. Hey, man, what's up? You're on a special edition of the Taz Show. I am Taz. What's going on, buddy? What's up, Taz? Talk to me. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Hey, uh, I really wanted to know if you felt like the the Ronda and Becky story was over with or not. Because if it's so, if so, I feel like it was really anticlimactic. Yeah, I, you know, to be frank with you, I could obviously I was doing a radio show, right? So I couldn't hear the commentary. If I was able to hear and and the full details of the commentary, I, I could have kind of felt what they were going with the story. But I don't know. It's it's. I think with, right now with Becky, you know, it's wide open for her. Um, and if you're, you know, if you're Ronda Rousey, Ronda could just complain and say, well, my shoulders weren't down all the way. They came up. Um, you know what I mean? Like, they could go that route. Uh, so you're asking, do you? Do I think, if that story's going to continue? Sure. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have it continue. I would have had a win with a finish. I don't know if that bothered you. It bothered me. Um, it really bothered me. It bothered you too. Okay, so that I would have done. And, and if I have them work again, I'd have her lose with her finish. I also uh, feel like Charlotte should have been in the ring in some degree. Something should have happened where where Becky bumped Charlotte and then Ronda goes for her finish. There's a counter. And if you want to do the silly pin, then you do the pin. I think you got to have both because she's winning both titles, right? Ronda's winning both titles. So you got to have the other one, but they didn't do that. They wanted to give the spotlight for the real heat that they've built, as you know, Cornelius, was, especially on social media, was Becky and Ronda. Well, then why the hell did you have Oscar do the job and lose the belt <laughs> to Charlotte, right or wrong? you got to have Charlotte in the ring somehow get bumped and be in the ring to watch her championship you know, get lost. You know what I mean? That That's what I think, Cornelius, and I appreciate you calling. Um, you know, I... Look, it's 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 easy to armchair quarterback, but you know, 
They have a long time to, to figure out the booking on this. They have a full team of writers. I was saying earlier, I was at TakeOver. I was backstage on Friday night at the Barclays Center, and I couldn't believe how many people work there now, like, as far as the writing. And that, that's on NXT. Like, there's a lot of people involved, man. They got a lot of hands on deck there helping out. I could just imagine on the main roster how it is. It's definitely more than when I was working there. So, you know, um, I don't know. That's, that, that's, that's how I would look. Let's go down to Georgia, talk to Brandon. Brandon, you're on uh, with Taz. What's going on, bud? Hey, good moment, Taz. How you doing? Good moment, sir. How are you? Doing good. Appreciate the ding. Right. Um, so it seemed like to me, it seemed to me like a very face-heavy show, you know, especially in the bigger matches, WWE Championship, Universal Championship, and so, the women. Hold on. So for those that don't know, when he says face, he's using deep inside terms, Brandon. This is like real deep wrestling vernacular. So it's baby face, which means good guy. So I digress. Uh, continue, Brandon. Yeah, anyways. So, like I said, WWE Universal Women's Championship, yeah. all face victories there. So, where do you see some of these storylines going? And if I can throw one more question at you, real quick, because I know you're a busy man. Yeah, go for it. Um, with the Hall of Fame last night, I'm not sure if you watched the Hall of Fame last night. I did not watch a lot of it at all. I was actually watching the the Final Four. Did you happen to see what happened with Bret Hart yes. and Natalia? Yes, I did. I did, and I, I it pissed me off. Um, so I wish I was there because I. I, you know, the, every wrestler there wishes they were in the front row to get to the ring as fast as possible. That's why you saw those cats get there as fast. Those guys were sitting in the front. So, trust me, every guy in that car, on, in that building, every wrestler would want to get their hands on that guy. Not just because Bret Hart is a legend, and he is. Not just because Bret Hart's older and because he's a cancer survivor. Just because you don't do that, you just don't. <laughs> I don't have to tell you. I think most fans know. It's just stupid and just dumb what that kid did, and and he got whooped, as you know, whooped bad. You saw the pictures of him online, right? I haven't. I haven't seen it. No, nah, dude, it's oof, he had a rough day. Um, yeah, he got and I, he got locked up. A couple of assault charges. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff. He's actually a, he's a kid. I think he's from Nebraska, he's from like Lincoln, Nebraska, something. I was reading stuff online about it. Yeah, he got he got roughed up pretty bad, but I did see it. Yeah, Brandon, appreciate the call, dude. Uh, yeah, it's just, you, you don't do that. Stay in your seats. Don't go near the ring, no matter how much you're drinking and partying with your boys. That's how you get hurt very badly. So uh, trust me. Uh, let's go out to Indiana and talk to Jim. Jim, uh, you're on with Taz. What's going on? What's up, Taz? How you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, how are you? Good, sir. Talk to me. Uh, I was wondering, what was your thought on the Miz suplex to Shane McMahon? Because Miz has never done that before in his career. I know. It seems <laughs> you're right. Um, I, I Look, that whole match, Jim, I love that. Did you like the match? Because a lot of people call him like, the, I'm sure you like the match, right? I love the whole show. You love the whole show. Okay. Well, back on that match, I loved everything about it. Suplex, the whole thing he did. Shane changed his style a little bit. I would have had Miz win the match, though. I would not have had Shane win the match. That's my only thing with that. Jim, appreciate the call. I definitely would not have had. I'm just sorry. I just wouldn't have done it. I just, I wouldn't have. I, I was like, I'm watching. Like, what the heck? What, what are we doing? Uh, let's go. Uh, let's, we're gonna, actually not going to go to calls. We're going to get the calls on the other side of break because it's very busy here. Okay. And uh, so uh, this show's flying by as usual. going to be here for another hour. And I promise everybody who's on hold, I will get to all you guys. Everybody else who's calling the show. Uh, still got to get into the rest of the show. There's still a lot to talk about. So, special edition of the Taz Show. Appreciate everybody calling. Appreciate everybody jumping in. Uh, if you're in traffic, listen on WFAN uh, locally here in the tri-state area. 855-212-4227. Call the show. If you're not in traffic and you're home and you took off from work tomorrow or school, call the show. 
All right, Taz, I'll be right back. I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want it all. Said I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. I'm coming to get it. Don't care what you heard. Don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all because I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. It's the best in the game. Best in the biz. About that time and you know what it is. Coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth. Never going to lie. Never going to lose. Always on top. Keeping it steady. He'll make you tap out and you won't be ready. He got the suplex breaking your back. Now everyone in the world going to listen to Taz. All right. Here for another hour, special edition of the Taz Show coming at you, talking about WrestleMania. We're coming to you live right now from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Yes, that's correct. Uh, we got Mike Johnson from PW Inside. He'll be up here in about, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. We'll get Mike on 20, 25 minutes-ish. Uh, we got phone lines jammed up. Uh, we got a plethora of new champions in the WWE they switched a boatload of belts as I went through a litany of championships that turned hand, that changed hands uh, on the pre-show kickoff show uh, from the Raw Tag Team titles with Ryder and Hawkins have them to the Iconics. They got the WWE Women's Tag Titles, which is great for them. Becky Lynch got two titles. Finn Balor's got IC title. Tony Nese, he's got title. Kofi's got title. Seth Rollins got title. Everybody's got titles. So, uh, and everybody can be happy that didn't want Brock Lesnar to be Universal Champion anymore because they did that in the beginning of the show, which I don't have a big problem with, that they start the show off with Alexa Bliss into Hulk Hogan and then Paul Heyman going to the ring and Paul being ticked off and cutting a quick promo and saying, if we're not going to be last, we're going to be first. And and I, and I have no problem with putting the universal title first. I thought it was good. Um, I thought it worked out well. Yada, yada, boom, boom, boom. That's great. I do have a problem, like I said earlier a few times. I'll say it again for those that are just joining us. I do have a problem with where the WWE Championship match was. It was buried in the show, and I think that was wrong. The WWE title match with Kofi and Daniel Bryan was a awesome match, and it was awesome that Kofi won. It was an awesome feel-good moment, and it should have been the semi-main event right before the the Women's Championship winner take all. My opinion, that's it, and usually, as you guys know, my opinion is correct always. Yes. You guys know that, so I don't need to get into details on that. Let's go up to Boston, talk to Scott. Hey, Scott, you're on uh, with Taz. What's going on, buddy? Hey, good moment, Taz. What's up? Good moment, Haas. Talk to me. Uh, yeah, I just got a couple of quick questions for you, if you oh, don't yeah. mind. Yeah, go ahead. Um, uh, forgive me if you've uh, brought this up already. I haven't. Uh, I just tuned in a little bit ago. But um, one is, do you think the show felt a little rushed? I kept thinking several times that uh, you know that that finish felt a little bit rushed. Um, well, let me one. just let me just stop you for a sec. So, Scott, I a couple of the matches, not the show, the matches felt rushed. Like I felt like. Obviously, something obviously with Mysterio is that the the issue with the ankle and and that match with, with him and Joe was super quick. Okay, so that match was very quick. But I felt like the IC title match with Finn and Lashley; those guys were moving top speed. So that was definitely rushed. And I definitely I'm with you. The the main event I definitely thought was rushed. Um, I, I I some of the matches I thought had too much time. Like I thought Triple H and Batista. It was just it was just too much time. But, you know, when you're the boss, you do what you want. <laughs> Just watch the Hall of Fame induction. You, the ex did what they wanted on the stage. It was funny. They did funny stuff. But they were up there forever, and they did whatever they wanted. And every double entendre and every – I'm not – I'm just saying, like, when you are the boss, you just do what you want. 
So, I, you know, I mean, I, I, that's a whole nother show. I can go on and on about that. But <laughs> um, I did feel like some matches were rushed, Scott. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I did too. And uh, the other question I had for you is, um, I believe you've talked about this on other shows before, but uh, do you think that uh, having two belts ruins moments like what was going on with uh, Kofi tonight? Because to me, uh, like with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30, right. uh, as awesome as that build was, I feel like it would have been a little bit less cool if he was only holding up one belt at the end. So I, I'm just not a fan of, of multiple champions. But so I, I'm so you're saying the because his buddies gave him a new belt and got rid of the hemp belt? Is that what you're saying to me? Or are you talking about the universe? No, no, you're just, saying there's a universal saying, title and a WWE title? But yes, yes. Yeah, well, it's the two brands. I understand. I'm I'm a traditionalist. I'm old school. I like one belts too. And Scott, appreciate the call. But I understand they have two brands. They have two champions. Just like Becky has two belts now. There's two brands. Um, my only thing. I don't have a problem with that, Scott. My only thing with with the Kofi stuff is, like I said, it, this match should have been later in the night, a lot later. And that moment was awesome. That moment was awesome. You know, and really was with him and his his kids. And, and with the New Day, and I'm telling you right now, and I think I said this recently on a Taz Show podcast, uh, on my podcast, there's a turn coming of the New Day on Kofi. <laughs> it's going to happen, and it's so easy to do. Because as, as, as they're trying to do their New Day stuff, Kofi's like, oh, man, I can't make it, guys. Sorry, I got to do an appearance here. Oh, sorry, guys, I can't. They're like, oh, no problem, man. You're the championship. And, like, he can't. And then, and then you get Woods and you get E. Like, yo, dude, yo, this guy's getting too big time. Over, this is over months. He's getting too big time, dude. You know, he's getting too big. And then they end up turning on him. You know, at that that that's what I think you could do with that for sure. Um, because right now they're just going along for the ride, you know, uh, uh, E and Woods. You know what I mean? So I do think that would work. But I would have liked to have seen his match, Kofi and uh, and Daniel, and, uh, Daniel Bryan. I, I love that match. A lot of mat work, a lot of just really good stuff. I, I wish the announcing knew what they were talking about. I mean, uh, Phillips said something. I tweeted about this. Like, you know, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan did a drop toe hold to Kofi into the turnbuckle, into the corner. And he goes, single leg takedown. Single leg takedown. It's a drop toe hold. Like, it's like, I, I can't even give you an analogy with the, uh, whatever. I, I, let, me, let me just move on. Uh, let's go out to Jersey, talk to Matt. Uh, Matt, you're on uh, with Taz. What's going on, Matt? Taz, what's going on, my man? You should definitely been in the Hall of Fame this year, man. It's Thank a shame you. that you weren't. I appreciate that. Uh, nice, very nice, you buddy. Thank you. Uh, I'm coming back from the show. My daughter's done in the car. It's a great <laughs> show. Uh, yeah. Oh, she's not. Say what's up to Taz real quick. Hey, Taz. Uh, hey what's right. up? No school tomorrow, right. I guess. She woke up. No school. She woke up for you. Oh, yeah, no, awesome. no school. <laughs> no school. No school. So, <laughs> listen, I loved, I loved where, you know, I don't think – the world title match would have been so bad if it wasn't followed by Batista and Triple H. You're talking I about mean, you're talking it, about Kofi's match, right? Yeah, Kofi's match was fantastic, but Triple H and Batista killed the crowd. Well, killed. <laughs> I, I, you know, I wasn't there. Now watching it online, it, it, the oh. crowd seemed a little men's amends. I, I can't argue with you. I, but this is oh. the thing. But you, you, I'm just calling it like I see it, bro. You have uh, the boss in the match. And he's gonna put yeah. himself higher in the card, bro. I mean, that that you can How do you take the freaking WWE Championship and bury it in the middle of the card? I don't understand that, Matt. Appreciate the call. How do you do that? Seriously, it angers me like immensely. Let's talk to Jimmy right over here in New York. Jimmy, what's up? You're on with Taz. Talk to him. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Taz. 
Just want to say, big fan. Also, I'm coming from the show, too, and it was wild. And uh, I got two quick questions. So the, I know you brought it up before. Ray Mysterio, Samoa Joe. I mean, those are two, like, pretty big guys. And Ray Mysterio is like a hero of mine. Yeah. What, like, what makes you think it went so quick? Well, I think he's got some kind of an issue with his ankle, the low leg injury Mysterio does. He's a little banged up. I think that's one reason. I also think that it's a deal where they're budgeting time, Jimmy. They have time, so some some must die for others to live. So what that means is there's a certain amount of time budgeted for the show. Each match gets a certain amount of time. Okay, the rich get richer, and the guys that aren't on top, their minutes get pulled from them. You, you, you got beach, you know what I'm saying to you? I, I got you. And the other question, you think with uh, the universal title match going first, you think that has something to do with Brock? Because you know how Brock gets, like, if Brock doesn't get, what I guess, what he wants, Guess he gets all mad and stuff. So you think he said, "If I'm not last, and just put me first to get out of the way with." Uh, I don't think that happened. I I wouldn't be surprised if Heyman said that for Brock, because uh, Heyman's you know in a, a position of power there. Uh, I, that wouldn't surprise me, and that'd be smart if Paul did that. Jimmy, appreciate the call. Uh, I I say this a lot about Brock. There's a misconception about Brock. A lot of people. I I know Brock. I know him a long time, and and I like I said this earlier in this show here. I think that people are a little confused, and and a lot of people for a long time feel like oh, he doesn't want to do nothing, He he's lazy, he's, and that, that's wrong, guys. You're wrong. And look, i got to be honest. Win, lose, or draw, if I'm the universal champion, I want to be in one of two spots. I want to be the last or first. What Heyman said in his promo is true. That's I, that. That's the two best spots. Now, with a show that's four uh, something hours long, maybe being last is not great because the people get so burnt out, you know. But the other thing is when you're first like that, and then you lose your championship, the good thing for you is people forget about it because they're sitting there in the arena or at home for all these hours watching the show. So you kind of move on and you forget what happened, you know. But you know, I I don't I don't think Paul was saying, well, look, if I'm not going to be last, they'll put me first. I don't I don't picture not Paul uh, Brock. I don't picture Brock doing that. I really don't. I think Heyman would do that <laughs> for Brock. I, I don't picture Brock doing it. Just again, um, you know, my my perspective on it. Um, let's go uh, out to Strong Island, Long Island. Talk to James. James, what's up? You're on with Taz. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Taz? We at the show, James. You went to the show. No, you know what? We're uh, we we saw we watched it with a couple of friends. I'm actually driving home with my my buddy Steve, long long time uh, WWE fans. Nice. Fans of fans. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. What's up? This, this show has become like a staple after WrestleMania. But anyway, I got, <laughs> I got two questions. Yeah. Oh, I, I was really looking forward to the main event, and I think that the the women put on a great match. Right. I just I really really didn't like the finish to that match. The, the main event, the, the roll up instead of yeah. Well, I was saying that earlier, dude. You you gotta have listen. You gotta have you gotta have Becky win with a finish. She's gotta win with the on bar. I mean, she's the champion. She's gonna have two titles. You gotta have a win with the on bar. And then I don't think I don't think Ronda's shoulders were down. I couldn't hear the commentary, James, because I was on the air. You know, <clears throat> I don't know what they said. They showed a replay. You could see, you know, it's for Gazy now. Her shoulders are up, and I feel bad for Becky. I don't think that was done on purpose. You know what I mean, James? So uh, appreciate the call, dude. But that's what happens when you get a little, you know, I, you got to have a woman to finish. But I'm assuming it's a case where either probably Ronda didn't want to tap out. I would assume. 
because she's a legitimate MMA, you know, and she's a, a UFC Hall of Famer. She didn't, probably didn't want to tap out. I, I, I would just assume that's it. Let's go to Pennsylvania and talk to Joe. Joe, what's going on? You're on with Taz. Taz, how's it going, brother? Good, man. Talk to me. First of all, I hate to do it, but I got to do the land ba- yam baking. First time, long time. Oh, look at this guy. First time, long time. <laughs> there it is. He did it. This is the human podcast machine. <laughs> oh, you're old school. All right, Joe. I appreciate I am, it. What's I up? am. I am. <laughs> anyway, I got I got to bring up the Kurt Angle Baron Corbin match. Yeah, I respect Baron Corbin like at what he's doing. Sure. At, like, but I really, really, really feel like Kurt Angle deserved more. Well, you felt like he should have won the match, Kurt. I, I, I mean, I no, not even like he should have won. But I feel like he should have had a better opponent. Oh, uh, well, I, I would, I. It's tough to argue that. I mean, a lot of people felt that. Maybe it's John Cena. Maybe it's somebody else. Um, yeah, but what they do, and I'm not defending them, Joe. Just hear me out. They're, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm sure you know this. They're, they're trying to make the younger guy. They're trying to make the younger guy. You know. Uh, so now, like I was, I don't know if you just joined the show, but like I was saying earlier, so think about this. No matter if you like Corbin or not, like Corbin or not, Baron Corbin can now run around in character and say, look, I retired Kurt Angle. I don't know about you. So he don't need no championships. He don't need no title. He could act like he's an Olympic gold medalist right now. That that, And I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. Like I beat, you know, and as a heel, right, that's what you want heels to do. You want them to piss people off and get under your skin and lie. Does that make sense? Absolutely does. Yeah, so that's what no, I'm saying. I, like, I really, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, this is like a Kurt Angle fan forever. I, I really felt like he, he deserved like, like, like a John Cena. So. I agree. Listen, I love Kurt, yeah. and you know, I, I, he's my boy. I love Kurt. I mean, so he's my friend. I felt like he deserved more too. I'm not arguing that. But when Kurt was done, that match was over. I, I know Kurt, and I looked at his face. He looked like a weight was off his chest. His family was there. He looked happy about it. Thanks for the call, brother. Appreciate it. He looked happy about it. So I. I, I, I don't think Kurt sweat it. But I, I think that's cool. You and other fans feel for Kurt in this situation that he deserved more. All right, anyway, so we come back. Now, for people on hold, I'll get to you guys a little bit. But we do have Mike Johnson coming off of PW Insider. Want to get Mike's perspective. He's a guest on the show, and he's, he's part of the show. You know, he's Mike's my man. He's always on uh, something to do with the Taz show. So, all right, Taz show, Mike Johnson, PW Insider. He's coming up next. Sit tight. Be right back. We're back here on the Taz Show. I'm used to that voice thing come in there. Uh, like a, with me and Moose, when we do the show, there's like an automatic voice gimmick in there. You know what I mean, Ryan? Automatic. Mark Malusa. Taz and the Moose. That don't happen. I'm just sitting here and it's not there. But who is there is uh, the master of masters. They call him Mike. I call him MJ. They call him Johnson. Mike Johnson, now welcome to the special edition of the Taz Show. What's going on, buddy? Good moment, Taz. How are you? Good moment, Haas. Uh, listen, so you went to the show, right? I'm still on, I'm still on my way home. I'm on the Jersey Turnpike as, we, as we're speaking. How's the traffic? Traffic is okay, but let's not jinx it. How'd you get out of that uh, stadium so quick? I'm a master of ninja. You are a stud. Um, so, listen, so I put this poll up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike on, on uh, the gimmick on the Twitter, and um, I got close to 4,000 votes on this thing. Which, tell me what you think of WrestleMania, right? Great, hated it, just okay. Very Six, good. I didn't think it was per. I didn't I think it was wanna, wait, show. Mike. I want to tell you the poll before you answer. Oh, okay. All right. You go for it. I'm sorry. That's no, okay. The poll: sixty-three percent of the people said they it was great. Three percent said hated it, and thirty-four percent said just okay. Where do you fall now? 
it was it was better than just okay. Okay. Um, right. uh, I, I don't think it was the A plus perfect show of the year. Right. Uh, I think the finish to the Ronda Becky Charlotte thing kind of left it flat. You got to have a win with a finish, bro. I was saying that earlier. She, 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 yeah, you got to put it all. If, if, if that was the finish they were going to do, they should. In my opinion, if that was the finish they were going to do, they shouldn't have headlined. Like, right. It should have right. been a, a definitive finish, and it should have been something where Ronda lost, and now she's angry, and she's going to. And obviously, you know, they're going to continue this. But I felt like you know, you want if you're going to make Becky the champ. Then you want to go all the way. You don't want to, you know. You don't. It, it came off like, you know, it was a banana, banana peel. Well, of course, yeah. You it, know, it, and and that, yeah. that 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 sounds like some old WCW Nitro stuff where they don't want anybody to get over. Right. And that's not what they shouldn't have been. In my opinion, that's not what they should have been going for here. Well, they're trying to keep Ronda happy. She probably didn't want to tap out and and or or you know or, t- or lose uh, lose via the pain. So because of her legitimacy and her you know being a UFC Hall of Famer and whatnot, but. Then you shouldn't be in the business if that if that's the case. If that's the case, you know you can't protect everyone. You if you're going to make this girl Becky, as you know, you got and you got, and Charlotte should have been the ring. You, you know, have Becky bump Charlotte, then she gets caught by Ronda, then she counters Ronda. Charlotte need to see her title go away too, in my yeah. opinion. So anyway, what else did you think? Uh, I mean, the the physicality in the match, I loved. They they just killed it. Very physical, they, yeah. They, I mean, Ronda Rousey. There were a couple of moments there where I thought she was legitimately going to be hurt. Yeah. There were some really scary bumps. I thought the the you know and the facial expressions when Ronda squared off with Becky. That was like, all right, here's your iconic moment. Right. And it was like you know Hogan and Warrior facing off before the battle began. Like there were a lot of little things in that I liked. I just felt like the finish kind of took away from it. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. It was perfect. Uh, I heard what you said. I agree. It should have been later on in the show. Uh, you know, when you've got Kofi celebrating with his kids, it's like, all right, that, to me, that's sort of like a main event thing. Then sure. You don't just yeah. then dive into some comedy. Uh, but my my words, like, talk about two master classmen doing what they can do to put on the best wrestling match that they could possibly conceive. It was unbelievably great. And Dude, you're talking about so Kofi and Daniel Bryan, right? That's what you're talking about. Kofi and Daniel Bryan. Oh my god, yeah, Dude, I loved incredible. it. I, I loved it. I don't know how it was live, but watching it online, it was like it was tremendous, dude. It was tremendous. The, the crowd was behind Kofi Kingston, like he was Dusty Rhodes right. challenging Ric Flair. Like yeah. they never gave up on him. They kept chanting for him and willing him forward. And like no matter no matter where that no matter what twist and turn that match took, the crowd was just right behind Kofi. And it's ironic, you know, it was like it was like watching Daniel Bryan in the Superdome in New Orleans four years ago when he yeah. was the guy chasing the title. You're right. Yeah, you know, and Bryan has obviously switched roles now and he's great at, at the new role. But it was it was funny to watch, you know, how, how things have turned around, you know, the uh the hourglass was completely flipped over. But I you know, there was a lot to like on the show. I thought the work ethic of the show was great. The Miz and Shane McMahon, uh, they over excelled that brawl could have been in any promotion at any time, and it felt like a real brawl. It didn't feel staged. Right. Wrong guy like, won, though. Wrong guy won. Wrong guy I, won. You, you know what? I understand why you say that. I will disagree with you on that. Okay. Because Miz went above and beyond the call of duty to try and destroy his opponent and instead ended up, just by a fluke, destroying himself. And just because Shane landed on top of him, he got the win. It could have gone either way. And it gives Miz something else to be angry about and to, to want to chase him over. Okay. I thought Miz had a coming out party as a babyface tonight. Uh, when he do- dove on Shane after Shane started kicking his father, right. that was great old school, like white meat babyface, right, like they right. used to say back in the territory. Yeah. And I was I so impressed with that moment. Hey, what about, uh, I tell you, on, online watching it when Cena came out and did the Dr. Thugonomics gimmick. And by the way, I don't know if I 
I might have read it somewhere in PW Inside. I don't know if it was you or somebody. Wasn't there some scuttlebutt that he was supposed to, like a last-minute change referee uh, the Corbin Angle match? Cena? Yeah, it was going. it was going around backstage before the show. Really? We reported it on the site, and then he came out as a Dr. Thugonomics, and I was sitting there scratching my head going, oh, I guess something changed again. Swerve yeah. City Jones, they call that. Yeah, they were like, what the hell happened? Jones. Exactly. What do you mean? Well, you, <laughs> got swerved. You know things change on the fly <laughs> in that do. company all the time. They do, but he, it was weird he had all this Thugonomics stuff for him, unless he walks around with that. Who knows? I don't know. But, uh, or, or they had, you know, listen, they they might have had different ideas, and they finally decided right. what they were going to do. Right. The Thugonomics thing was weird, because I was like, all right, what is the end result of this supposed to be? Well, I, I liked they... it, but I didn't like the fact that I felt like Corbin was just a sacrificial lamb. He just got buried, you know. And... You know, Elias, yeah. I agree. Uh, I'm sorry, Elias, my bad. Elias, right. Um, you know, everyone's got dark hair and beards. I, I get confused. They're all tall. So, so um, uh, no, but Elias. But the thing is, like, um. I felt like, and again, I I liked the Doc Thugonomics thing, maybe because I was a commentator at SmackDown doing all that, when he was doing all that stuff. It was definitely rated R, man. He was like, it, I was like, wow, you know. I mean, it was it was definitely uh, not PG, and it wasn't PG thirteen. It was R. Some of the stuff he was saying, I thought it was great. It was funny. I just felt for Elias, like like you know, unless you're going somewhere with this, I I, I didn't like that part. That Elias was a sacrificial lamb. Yeah, you know, I I feel like he. There's something to Elias where people just really get behind him and they're interested in him. He just he pulls an emotion out because he, he's entertaining, but he's also a great villain. And I feel like every chance they have to take a step forward, they start to, and then they slide backwards with him. You know, and, and his work has, from when he was in NXT, I talked about this many mm. times on my podcast. His work turned around. He's a much better worker than when he was in NXT, and. I feel like they, that's why I said earlier, he's an attraction. Someone on Twitter is like, what do you mean attraction? I'm like, yeah, well, that's how they book him, dude. They book him as an attraction. I, I think let him work more. He don't work enough. He really doesn't. I mean, yeah. he's a good worker. He's pretty good. I mean, let him work. Yeah. He'll get over more. Uh, the, I, I know some people asked you about the Baron Corbin thing. After, if he, you know, if, if that's really Kurt Angle's last match and he beat Kurt Angle, you got to start pushing Baron Corbin or else what's the point of, of, of doing that? You know, it's got, that has to be something that he build upon that foundation to make him a bigger star. And I don't know what they could do and what the strategy is for that. But, you know, it, it, to me, I felt like this is like Kurt go out. You know, it, 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 it's sort of like it wouldn't hurt Baron Corbin if he lost to Kurt Angle yet again, which is what, you know, why so few people were upset. They felt it was like kind of a flat match. It's been done before. But now that he beat Kurt, they, you know, there should be something coming out of that to make him a bigger star or else they kind of gave away Kurt's last match. I, I so think, I'm curious I, to see how that goes. I, so am I, Mike. But my, and we're talking to Mike Johnson for PW Insider for those that are just joining us. Um, I'm Taz, and this is a, a post-WrestleMania reaction special. So here's the thing, man. Like, I feel, I really feel like with, with Corbin, I, I just think they're going to, I don't know if you heard me say this earlier, I think that his whole battle cry now is going to be, I, I, you know, hey, I, I sent the, the Olympic gold medalist, the 13 or 14-time world champion, into into the you know into the shadows. I, I retired him. You know, I'm. I, I think that's going to be his whole battle cry. I, and I know what you're saying from a booking perspective. Now you can get him to the next level. I had someone call the show and ask if that would. It's if that's what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to do that. I, my gut tells me probably not. I I just think he's going to run with this whole I beat Kurt Angle thing. You know, um, I don't see him going after Rollins. I could be wrong. They could shoot an angle tomorrow night for all we know. I mean, I could be wrong on that. Who knows? It's. It's a guessing game at this point, you know, because they changed so many titles, Mike, as you know, so many titles. I know. I couldn't even keep track of how many belts they changed. Dude, the pre-show Jones. They, I mean, they had, I mean, it's just like, it's crazy. I went over it earlier, dude. So it's, I know you were in the middle of it. So it's Seth Rollins, Kofi Kingston, Becky Lynch, 
Finn Balor, Tony Nese is the Cruiserweight champ, uh, Ryder and Hawkins are the tag team champs on Raw. The only champ at the Iconics, okay, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champ, only champions to keep their titles was Joe, U.S. title, and the Uso, SmackDown title. So, bad night for champs. <laughs> so, whole, new world, whole new world this week on Raw and SmackDown. We'll see, we'll see where it, if it sticks. Well, yeah, you know, it's a reset. It's a clean slate. You know how they do it. But all in all, did you, did you have a good time at the show? I thought the show was good. I was, ne- you know, I, I'm there so I'm there so mo- so long that by the last hour you're like, okay, you're kind of like counting down in the back of your head, like, all right, I know this is good, but it's getting late, and it's been, you know, I've been running around for a couple of days here in the New York City area yeah. doing all these different events. Yeah. So at the end of it, you know, I'm starting to, you know, you start to run on empty when after a long long week like that. But I thought the work ethic in the show was good. I thought a lot of the matches overexcelled my personal expectations. I mean. You know, even Batista and Triple H, uh, they beat the living crap out of each other. Yeah, they and, did, but and, they, and, they had two. That was too. Uh, I'd rather see current talent get that time. The budgeting of the time didn't work for me in a lot of matches, and I felt like Hunter and, and Dave had too much time. But he, Hunter's the boss, and what are you going to do? That's the way it goes. Yeah, well, the, the boss is always going to get the spotlight. Oh, you what, know did that. you watch the Hall of Fame? It's the, the whole uh, card blanche to do what you want. Barry, yep. a, well, actually, to be honest with you, in my opinion, dude, what got over the most in that Hall of Fame, none of the talent, none of the Hall of Famers, AEW got over, thanks to Triple H. He got yeah, them he, over. He, he put a nice big spotlight on them, didn't he? He did. He got them over. Some people think that. Now, don't hack me here, bro. You, you give homeboy credit now. So he put them over. He put them over. By him doing what he did and, and saying all that stuff he said to Billy Gunn and, and how, um, what's his name, Shawn Michaels going all in. Dude, I was shocked. That That is, in essence... Putting Vince McMahon would never do that. You know no, that. No, 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 never, no, no, never, bro, never, never. That's hard to want to get over the internet. I mean, so, so, uh, you know, and the too sweet stuff and all that. And uh, dude, he got those guys over. He got. I don't. I was shocked he did that. They were the biggest winners at the Hall of Fame. That was the second biggest shock of the of, of the uh, the weekend. The first shock was finding out you signed an NXT deal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. I'm going to the Performance Center. I'm a new young up and coming wrestler. <laughs> I, I, I saw you were hanging out with Pete Dunne and the rest of the UK brand. I, I was like, oh, it's going to be interesting. It's the new Team Taz, Taz bro. For everybody. UK division, Team Taz. There you go. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all for it. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I saw a lot of people. I have I've, a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time, and a lot of you know these younger kids are great. I haven't met a lot of them, and they were all so respectful and cool. I feel like an old man. I'm in a group position, hanging out, talking to everybody. I had two or three of the younger wrestlers come up. Taz, you want a chair? You want, what am I? What am I? What am I like? I'm ninety. Do I need a you chair? You turned into Terry Funk. <laughs> you used to be the one to get in the chair for Terry Funk. I know. You know you're Terry. It's like no, you need a chair. I'm like no, I don't need a chair. Damn it. So. All right, do your no plugs, Mike. Bones. Do your plugs. I got to go. Do your plugs. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can check us out at PWInsider.com. You can check us out ad-free at PWInsiderElite.com for three days free. And we've got tons of audio and interviews and fun fun discussions, just like Taz and I just had. Yes. And thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, right, No problem. Hey, Mike, uh, you're the best. Talk to you soon, brother. Thanks, man. Good moment. All right, good moment, sir. Yes, exactly. So there you have it. All right. Got to get to these phone calls when we come back on the other side of the break. All right, Taz here, Taz Show. We're, uh, we'll be done at the top of the hour here. Been here for the past three hours or so. Uh, phone lines are jammed up. Talking WrestleMania. That's right, Jobbers. Let's get after it. Uh, let's go out to Cleveland. Talk to Cody. Cody, you're on uh, with Taz. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Good. 
I want to know, what do you think about Aleister Black and Ricochet? Do you think they're a tag team, or Uh, do you think they're better at singles? Well, that's funny you said that, because I was, I've mentioned earlier, I was at, uh, what do you call it, on Friday night, I was at TakeOver, I was backstage, and I was, without naming the guy's name, kind of a high-up guy at WWE, and I asked him that same question, Cody. (laughs) I said, why do you guys have Aleister Black and Ricochet as a tag team? These two guys are tremendous individually. What do what do you what do you have them together for? They, I don't see the connection. Besides that, they're both tremendous characters and talents. There's no connective tissue that would connect these guys as a team for me. Nothing. And the guy said, "Well, it comes from very high up. That's how the boss wants it." And okay, so that's it. That's the man who pays the bills. That's the only answer I could give you, Cody. Personally, I think they're both great, though. I, I'm a fan of both those guys' work. Cody, appreciate the call. Hopefully that gave you a little insight. That's what I do. Let's go to Iowa. Talk to Jake. Jake, you're on with Taz. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Taz. First time, long time. So oh, do that. that's all right. No problem. How's it going there, Haas? What's going on? Tickle them yam bags. Yeah, a little yam bag shot. Old school Taz show right there. Uh, what do hey, you say? Yeah. I'm just uh, wondering, because of the 13 matches, um, only three were the heels winning, and I'm wondering where it goes with Kofi and Seth because they didn't build a dominant heel here. So I was kind of wondering what your thoughts were on, you know, who right. who's that dominant heel coming in because they didn't prove that. Well, the show. no, they they didn't, and because and, and and that's the the problem, Jake. Appreciate the call. That's the problem, and I'll get to the, I'll answer it in a second. But there's no there's nothing built for that. That that's the you get you need heels. Heels draw money, right? So that's you need to have heels built and made. <laughs> and so for fans or myself or anybody for us to ponder, even to to wonder who's that killer heel, and you don't it don't jump off your face out of your mouth who that answer is. That's a problem, you know, because. If you got a bunch of babyface champions, that's, you know, that's a problem. Okay, Corbin's got heat. We know that. We talked earlier about Corbin. He's got heat as a heel. Okay, cool. Got it. Andrade's a guy who, uh, you know, would smack down. If you want to amp him up as a heel, he's a talented guy. You can go that route uh, and, and cook him up. Uh, obviously, we know what Daniel Bryan is, and he, he's not going to fade away. Maybe they start Maybe they start cooking up Harper. I don't know. Uh, by the way, CBS Sports Radio toll-free line 855-212-4227 is brought to you by GEICO. Hey, everyone. Hey, hey, everyone. Here's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. Do you need homeowners, renters, or motorcycle insurance, too? Get it all at GEICO.com. <laughs> Let's go to uh, California talk to Philip. Hey, Phil, what's up? You're on with Taz. What do you say there, buddy? Hey, Taz. Uh, yeah. I had uh, fun watching WrestleMania with my friend Bradley and all our friends. Oh, and tell them so, all I said hello. Tell everyone I said hi. Hello. Okay. Yeah, we're we're Special Olympics athletes, and we're all good friends, and we all got together. So uh, awesome. some of the highlights I liked are I'm glad that Zack Ryder and uh, Kurt Hawkins, Hawkins are the tag team champions. Yep, and yep. Kurt Hawkins ended his lo- uh, losing streak, so that was a good title. Yes. Uh, Seth Rollins, I think that was – uh, cool how he beat Brock Lesnar three curb stomps, and uh, yes. I think him and Roman Reigns should build something in the SummerSlam. Have two baby faces go at it. What do you think about that? And Taz, yeah. I think Alexa Bliss and Hulk Hogan. That was a uh, great uh, to to the pump open. up the crowd and to 
people watching it and Dr. Thumbgonomics yes. interrupting Walk with Elias. That was cool. That was and cool. It, it did remind me of back in the day when you <laughs> used to broadcast with them. And then, Taz, I think you and Tommy Dreamer and Rob Van Dam should be Hall of Famers, and I'll let you go with that. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate the comment. That's very nice of you, Phil. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, lots to unpack there. But, yes, but thank you, sir. I appreciate everything you just said. You're the best. Uh, let's go to uh, Dominic uh, right here in New York. Dom, what's up? You're on with Taz. Taz, big fan. Thank you, buddy. Always, always loved you. Future Hall of Famer. God bless. Thank you, brother. I, I, I want to talk about the Brock Lesnar losing the match. Yes. I mean, it was – I was there. I was in attendance with my brother, and it was – it was like, at first I thought, you know, Brock was just going to go over – but the way that it happened, I was just—I was devastated. Dad, what do you think about well, that? Well, yeah, you wanted Brock to win, I'm assuming, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, no, most people—I bet you—that was sitting near you were probably happy because oh, they were, right? They were going crazy, Taz. Yeah, yeah. They loved Seth, you know. But me, I was just sitting there rooting for Brock. Yeah, well, that's cool. I mean, I, I, the only thing, thing dumb. I, I, look, I, like I said earlier, a few times in the show. I mean, I love Brock. He's my friend. I respect Brock. So. I mean, but I do think it's time. I did. I on my podcast, I predicted that Brock would retain. I did not think they would do this. Dominic, thanks for the call. I didn't think they would switch the title, but I was wrong. <clears throat> and uh, but you know what? I guess they feel like it's Seth's time to do his thing. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. I I think a lot of the fan base is going to be happy because it's time. I guess for this to happen, I was actually happier with a couple other titles. That happened. I was happier. Uh, not that I get Seth Rollins. I, I, I'm a fan of Seth Rollins. I was happy for Kofi, obviously, winning the WWE title. I was also happy for Finn Balor winning the Intercontinental Championship. I think Finn uh, sh- somehow, some way, should get another shot at that, of that Universal Championship that he never actually got beat for. Let's go up to Maine, talk to John. John, you're on with Taz. What's up? Hey, Taz. How you doing tonight? Good, buddy. What's up, man? So I'm gonna agree with you. I, I don't. I think that Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan match definitely deserve to be higher up on the card. Um, and that caller, that was a good point. Uh, they didn't do a good job solidifying uh, dominant heel tonight with Daniel Bryan losing the match. Right. And, uh, I think they they could has made some, could make Samoa Joe a dominant heel in the WWE, but they really undersold his character. I want to know how you feel about that, and I want to know how long you think Kofi. Title is going right, I appreciate the call, John. Um, I think that Kofi's going to have the title for a long time. Okay, that's what I think. I think Kevin Owens is a guy that could heat up on SmackDown, too. Uh, I think Samoa Joe retaining his title is a big thing. I know it was a quick, short match, but I think it's a big thing that that happened. I do. Um, let's go uh, to let's go here in New York, talk to Michael. Michael, what's up? You're on with Taz. What's going on? Hey, Taz. Sorry my voice is out. Uh, my first WrestleMania, hopefully not my last. Listen, we've already seen them bury the SmackDown women's roster with taking the title off Asuka. And they didn't even give her the Royal, you know, the Battle Royal win. I know. I thought they were gonna. I thought they were gonna. That whole pre-show, I didn't even realize it was all just to get the New York guys over with Tony Nese, Carmella, and uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. So I got to ask you, man, what are they doing with Asuka? Can we do anything? And uh, hopefully I get to keep listening on my five-hour drive back to New York. Dude, you need to start listening. No, you need to listen to my podcast because I talk about Asuka a lot on there. You should get that, Mike. Uh, It's for free. I drop two a week or so. Uh, Go to Apple Podcasts or Radio.com, The Taz Show. I talk about Oscar a lot on there, and they're in a bad spot. They got to let Oscar go away and then bring her back as a dark character, change her look, make everything dark, black, grays, and turn her heel. 
The problem is the language barrier. And I said that when she came over from NXT, including Shinsuke Nakamura. He's buried. Who's he? No one remembers him anymore. You know, so it's the language barrier. They need people to talk for these people. It's nothing against them. It's, it's just Japanese is their first language, not English. And I knew that would bother Vince. And nothing, you know, it's just because you can't communicate. If you can't communicate, you're not going to get pushed. Let's go to Texas, talk to Gary. Gary, you're on with Taz. What's up? No, this is Terry, like Terry Funk here in Amarillo. All right, Terry, it says Gary, but I, I, I digress. I apologize. That's called my bad. My bads okay, are out the brother, window. I just want to, first I want to let you know real quick, um, Vicky's uh, memorial was very, very nice here. Um, it was a sad thing about her. But anyways, what I want to call and say is what gets me about <clears throat> going on here recently in WWE is I just – Monday Night Raw, I enjoy watching it, but I get tired of the same guys fighting each other over and Yeah, but over. Gary, Gary, but you know what's going to happen? I think that's going to change now. Gary, thanks for the call. I think that's going to change now with all these titles switching hands. I'm trying to get to all these calls, guys. I'm doing my best. Let's go to Cleveland talk to Phil. Phil, what's up? Phil, how's it, or how's it going, Taz? Good, buddy. Talk to me. Hey, love the podcast. I uh, just wanted to get your thought on do you, who do you think Kurt Angle should have faced in his retirement match. I don't know. I'm to- I'm Corbin to- was the right fit? Nah, probably not. I know why they did it. They're trying to get Baron over. But I think maybe it would have been cool if it was John Cena or something like that. Or maybe even Samoa Joe. But Kurt can't win. I, I don't think Kurt has a problem with that. But, yeah, I mean, I think Baron's battle cry is going to be, hey, I beat an Olympic gold medalist. You know, let's go to Pennsylvania. Tommy, we got to make it quick. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Taz. i got a couple things for you. Yeah. Uh about wrestling, uh, the way I I used to wrestle for 13 years, like in high school. Yeah, you got to make it quick, bro, because I'm, I'm running out of time, okay. buddy. Uh, I was just wondering, back in the day when it was WWF, when uh, Bruno San Martino was around, uh, when he he's the only one I've ever seen use real wrestling, true wrestling holds that weren't right. illegal. Yeah, well, you have to, you know, it, it, thanks for the call, Tommy. And Angel, sorry we didn't get to you, buddy. I mean, you got to use some wrestling to your arsenal, obviously. Listen, I want to thank everybody who called the show. Everybody, phone lines are jammed. Uh, uh, Dave, Ryan, thank you uh, guys for sure. Uh, everybody here at uh, WFAN and CBS Sports Radio, thanks. The show will podcast tomorrow morning, so you can check it out there. Uh, thanks, everybody who called. Like I said, Mike Johnson, my guest. Thank you. I'm Taz. You're not. Talk to you guys soon.